What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, October 12th, 2023, and the Buck and I are taking you all the way until 10 o'clock. Get your buck-ons and buck-offs ready on today's show. Jeff Howe from Horns 24-7 and, of course, Texas Sports Unfiltered. Will be joining us at nine o'clock to talk some Texas football, and we'll also preview some of the big college football games of the upcoming weekend. We'll also get an updated Heisman watch from the Buck as well. We've got odds on the first NFL head coach to be fired. We've got some interesting trade rumors in the National Football League, and of course, some Major League Baseball conversation as the Astros got the job done last night. Setting us up for a Texas-sized American League Championship Series that gets going on Sunday. We are all over it during this show. We'll be all over it all day long. There's nowhere else you need to be besides right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Good morning, Buck. How are you this morning, BK? I'm doing well, my friend. Doing fantastic. Very good. Same here. I got I got you a little bit of rain into my uh, doctor out there who was not a believer. It did. It we got some slight drizzle later yesterday afternoon. I mean, I mean, drizzly for shizzly. You know what I'm saying? It. That's all no, it was. I not don't know drop. what you're saying. What is drizzly for shizzly? I'm not familiar it, with that it, expression. It did, it did drizzle. There was some drizzle. You sound whiter than Trey right now. <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> for shizzly. It was drizzling yesterday. There was precipitation. So don't say there was not. Please don't say in your area you didn't get anything. Well, you didn't call it. I don't remember you saying there was going to be rain. What, are you taking credit just because it did rain? Oh, I called it yesterday afternoon. Where? I, you weren't on a show yesterday afternoon. What, you told your wife? Day. I called Trey up and told him it's coming. How am From I supposed to know that? How are any of us supposed to know that? We're not. You're supposed to know if it drizzles on you, guess who called it? Whatever. So I got, I got a teeny bit, but nothing that would do anything to a plant or a, or a blade of grass or anything. No, it's just overcast. Me. Just overcast. And, yeah, I love this temperature. Nice. You know, I'm not a short wearer to play golf, but instead of having my long pants on yesterday, I had shorts, and I was cold. It was cool to me yesterday. Yes. Wait, you're not yeah. a short wearer when you play golf? What about when you play in the summer when it's 100 degrees? I play with long pants on. What? My balls are always in the woods. I'm always have to go hunting in the woods. I don't like to go in there with shorts. You know, there's things that can crawl up on you. So I, I had my shorts on yesterday, and there was a little bit of a breeze. I was chilly yesterday. That makes no sense. Yesterday was one of the coolest days we've had since, like, February. And that had long pants you, on. That was the day you played in shorts, but when it's yes. triple digits outside, you're playing in pants? Yes, that's my thing. That's my – I don't like to show off my legs, man. I don't want – I don't want people on the course stopping. I don't want, you know, there's guys out there to play with their wives and their girlfriends. I don't want to be stopping going, whoa. And I mean, whoa. <laughs> Why does that human being have legs that belong to a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas. The soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. We do appreciate it. And we appreciate it each and every day. And please be safe out there. Absolutely. Shout out to everybody in the chat already this morning. Reminder, you can hit us up on the code of text line 512-222-9328. And uh, we already have one. 
Go Rangers. And we already have one. Go Astros. As the trash talk begins. As oh, this is a beauty. This is a ALCS. beauty. Oh, it doesn't get better than this, does it? It starts Sunday night in Houston. Game one of the best of seven American League Championship Series. The Rangers, of course, punched their ticket a couple of days ago by sweeping the Baltimore Orioles. The Astros punched their ticket last night by taking down the Minnesota Twins in four games. The Astros took both games up there at Tar J Field. And for the seventh straight year, Buck, this is ridiculous what the Astros have been able to do since moving over to the American League. Seven years in a row, they have made it to the American League Championship Series. When I was doing radio in Houston, I called it the Astros Invitational. They shouldn't call it the ALCS. It really is the Astros Invitational, and it's, hey, who are we going to play this year? In right. the ALCS. It is ridiculous. They find a way to get it done again. And look, it was an up and down year for the Strohs, but here they are in the same spot. They seemingly always find themselves. That's the way that's what happens with the champs. Champs don't like to give it up, man. They're they're you're gonna take it from them. They're not, they're just not gonna hand it to you. They're gonna fight every bit for it. And the Astros have done that for seven straight years, and they continue on. This will be a good, good matchup between these two teams. The only thing is the poor Astros have to play the first one at their place, and they suck at home. Yeah, well, that's been the issue for the Astros all season long, right? I wonder if they'd prefer to be the road team going into this series against the Rangers. But uh, the Astros, by winning the American League West, of course, on the final day of the season, uh, they got that first round by, and they get home field advantage throughout this series. So, yeah, games one and two will be at Minute Maid Park in H-Town. And then if there is a game seven, obviously that one will be played at the juice box as well. You know who uh, sucks at home and on the road? The Dodgers. <laughs> How about the Dodgers? Play. Getting wow. swept by the worst team that made the playoffs this year record-wise. Yeah, the Dodgers. Man. What a collapse by them. They didn't win a single playoff game despite winning more than 100 games during the regular season. And this, this has been the craziest – MLB postseason, I think I've ever seen. And that might sound hyperbolic, but let me explain why I said that. The three teams that have punched their ticket to the final four, of course, there's still one spot left, but the three right. teams that are already there, Houston, Texas, and Arizona, they had the three lowest win totals of any team that qualified for the playoff. And another team that was right there, Philadelphia, who actually had the same number of wins as the Astros and Rangers during the regular season – they're up two to one on the Atlanta Braves right now. So they're a win away. They can get the job done today from also punching their ticket to baseball's finals four. So you look at the one, two, three, four, five teams with the best records in baseball during the regular year. All of them could get eliminated before the championship series. So it is crazy, man. Like, I don't know if baseball feels the need to maybe change something because, you know, teams getting first round buys outside of the Astros are struggling, and it feels like that's been more of a disadvantage than an advantage. I don't know what is going on this year, but it is crazy. Some of the teams that barely, I mean, we know it if you're an AL West fan, you know, the Rangers and Astros and the Mariners, they were fighting tooth and nail until the sure. final week of the season. We weren't sure if those teams were making the playoffs. Same thing with Arizona, right? They got in on the last week of the season. And all of these teams that struggled during the regular year and barely found their way into October – are the teams that are still dancing right now. It is insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the Phillies last night, hello, Bryce Harper. Hello, stare down. Mm. That was awesome. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. Bryce Harper, a couple of home runs for the Phillies as they ran over the Braves in game three. Unfortunately, that was lifetime Longhorn Bryce Elder who got the start for Atlanta yesterday. Uh, pretty good first couple of innings, but Castellanos got him for a long ball, and then Bryce got him for a mammoth three-run shot. So wow. a short day for Elder, who's had a very, very good rookie season in the big Yes, leagues. he has. I'm not worried about his future, but uh, his first taste of postseason baseball, not a great one. But, yeah, this Sunday, man, Rangers and Astros. The Astros have dominated this series in recent years. Uh, hell, they dominated the Rangers this year, right? The Astros went 9-4 and four against the Jurors during the regular season. Astros fans always confident this time of year. They're always confident, too, when they're playing the Rangers. But uh, this Rangers team, obviously red hot. They're 5-0 and oh in these playoffs. They just took down uh, the teams with the two best records in the American League to get here, and the storylines are abundant going into this best-of-seven series. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And this is the first time we've gotten this, right? The Astros moved to the AL about a decade ago. And, you know, at the beginning of the Astros run in the American League, it was the Rangers who were really good, making the playoffs every year. And then the Rangers fell on hard times. Well, yes. when the Astros got to the AL, they were losing 100 games every year. And obviously the Astros have been the most consistent team in all of sports over the last seven seasons. So uh, it's the first time these two teams will meet in the playoffs. When they meet in the regular season, we always get some fireworks, but the fact that, yeah, we've got it for a spot in the World Series. Dude, this forget local stuff, man. Obviously, people in Texas care about this a ton. If you're a baseball fan anywhere, this should oh, yeah. uh, have your attention because this is one of the best rivalries in the sport right now. It certainly is, and this will this will be a hard-fought series, too. Nobody's running away. There's no three and outs here. This is this, These are going to be – every out is going to be contested here and between these two teams right now. One team is, I mean, the Rangers right now are just on fire. They're doing everything they did in the beginning of the season. They're playing that type of ball at the end of the season. They've reached their crescendo almost. Now, you don't want to reach it right now because there's still more to be played if you can get through this, and that's the World Series. But they are, they're reaching where they started off because they started off hot this season. They were, they were fantastic on the mound with their bats. You know, their bullpen was good. They looked the same way they did in the beginning, BK, where a lot of teams just kind of they're stumbling around. Can they make it through, you know, can their starters make it through four or five innings? And then will the bullpen hold up? Rangers have, I think they've surprised you with what they've done in the bullpen. They just score so many damn runs. They get on the board so quick. Yeah. Yeah. The bullpen hasn't been tested too much no. now. They've been pretty solid to this point in the playoffs, but yeah, the bats have woken up. The starting pitching has been very good. And considering the Rangers have been without some of their best starters yes. through this postseason run to this point, that's uh, very, very impressive what they've been able to get from their starters. But, um, yeah, I mean, they turned it on at the right time. Like, it's cliche, but it's the truth. You want to be playing your best baseball in October. The Rangers were not playing anything close to their best baseball in September. That's why they coughed the division away to the Astros. But uh, the calendar turned from the regular season to the postseason, and they have figured it out again. So. It's going to be fun, man. And just one more stat, just to the craziness of what this postseason has been like for Major League Baseball. The Astros, the Rangers, and the D-Bags all qualified for the playoffs on the second to last day of the season. Yeah. None of them won more than 90 games during the regular year. They are a combined 13-1 and one in the postseason. Meanwhile, all of the teams that won more than 90 games this year are now 1-12 and 12 wow. in the postseason. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, dude. It is just crazy. I know nobody should be surprised that the Astros are here. They're always here. But 
the fact that, yeah, the Rangers and the D-Bags are the teams that are joining them. And once again, the Phillies are one win away from also making it to the championship series. It is bonkers what's going on on the diamond right now. And man, this Astros run. I, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this. I know the Braves made it to eight straight CSs in the 90s, but I think it's important to note the first three of those came before the expansion of the postseason. So the Braves didn't even have to win a playoff series to get there. They just, boom, they qualified. They were right there in the NLCS. So the Astros have had to win at least a playoff series in every single season to get to the American League Championship Series. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this in our lifetime. It is historic. It is remarkable. And uh, we'll see if they can get back to the World Series for what would be uh, the third straight season, but also the fifth time wow. since 2017. It is insane. And, man, there's only a few guys left from that first World Series team yeah, right. back in 2017. You got Altuve, you got Bregman, you got Verlander, who, of course, started the year somewhere else, but now is back. You've got uh, McCullers, who's not even a part of this team because he's been hurt all year. Might be one more, but outside of that, it's all new faces. It's it's just ridiculous what the Astros have been able Brantley to do. Been with this? How long has Brantley been with this group where he's actually playing baseball? Well, he missed most of the season. He's only been back for like the last two months and or he looks so. Good. He looks good at bat now. Yeah, hit a home run yesterday. Jose Abreu, how about three home runs for him in the last couple of days? I mean, he's, hey, he does know how to play baseball, huh? Yeah, well, he played with the White Sox for years, right? And the White Sox are in the same division as the Twins. And he was always a Twins killer when he was playing with Chicago. So he just sees that Twins uniform and he wakes up as he – he might have been – I mean, Jordan was incredible. Jordan was probably the best player for the Astros in this series. But Jose Abreu was was right there with him too. And, yeah, he earned that contract. Much maligned throughout yeah. the regular season, and rightfully so, because he was one of the worst hitters in baseball for like the first three months of the year. But, uh, yeah, he has also turned it on at the right time. So both of these teams playing great ball right now. Both of these teams playing with a ton of confidence. And it doesn't get better than this, man. Like – it's uh, it's it's crazy. Like I hated, I kind of hated when the Astros moved from the NL to the AL because I, you know, I grew up rooting for both teams. Sure. Right? I grew up in the Metroplex. My parents are from Houston and Galveston, so they like the Astros. So I was the kid rooting for both. And a bunch of people in Texas did that too. No one will claim it now, but there used to be like, oh no, the Rangers are my AL team and the right. Astros are my NL team, and it's Texas pride. And you know, we'll pick a side when they play each other in interleague play. But I'll now you just have to pick a side. Teams. Now it's like, yeah, it's become a great rivalry. And, yeah, if you say you like both teams, people are like, ah, to hell with you, dude. Pick a side in this duel. Right. So it's uh, it's fun that we're getting it in the playoffs. Once again, the uh, the storylines are ridiculous for this one, and game one begins on Sunday night. So we'll talk more about it later today. I know all of the other shows will talk about it. We'll obviously talk Wags about it Wags won't tomorrow. talk about it. Wags won't have anything to say. Well, Rodney's an Astros fan, so they're going to have to talk about oh, it. Rodney's going to keep bringing it up. But, yeah, Wags is Orioles. Wags is going to be with the bat, you know, trying to <laughs> break a hole in his computer or something when uh, when Rodney brings it up. So we're going to try to get Todd Callis on the show tomorrow, by the way. i got to reach awesome. out to him. Todd Callis, the TV voice of the Astros. So we'll try to get uh, some preview for what should be an epic American League championship series. Okay, let's give some love to some of our sponsors before we shift gears because there's, there's an interesting football game in the Big 12 tonight that uh, we need to be paying some attention to as Texas fans for a couple of different reasons. What are they? Uh, this is the MAC 
the Mac Thursday Mac game or what? Apparently the Big 12 is the new Mac. I don't know if this is going to be a thing after Texas and Oklahoma leave. I don't know good. if anybody really cares, but good job, Commissioner. Good job. We had, we had what Okie State and K State play last Friday. Yeah. Now we've got a game on Thursday. It's it's bonkers. We'll get to that in a second. But Buck, hell, I'll let you pick. Who do you want to start with today? I'll tell you about Texas Orthopedic. If you're seeking that specialized patient focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement like Buck's old knee, of course, well, new knee now, rheumatology, and of course, more. Christopher Danny, I coached at the University of Texas. Chris Stockton, which I did not coach there because I don't coach kickers, okay? They're dedicated orthopedic surgeons right there working for the orthopedic group, and their goal is to get you into good health and give you that quality of life that you deserve. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Texas Orthopedic, they are one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. Once again, for more info, go to TXOrtho.com. Hmm. Yeah, you don't coach kickers because the one time you tried to kick an extra point and you hit some poor girl in the noggin as she was Sorry walking to the that. bathroom 50 yards away from the uprights. Sorry. Shankopotamus. Oh, one of the worst of all time. Oh, God, yeah. I wish sure. I wish there were cameras back in the 1800s so we would have video. <laughs> no cameras back there. Oh, we did have the little Polaroid, you know, the one that will slide out. Oh. But you'd have to go quickly on that because that thing shanked quick. It went off the side of the toe so quick. Her poor ear. Man, oh, man. Sorry she's about been, that, young lady. She's been deaf ever since. Yeah, probably. Oh, man. All right. Shout out to our friends at the Altstadt Brewery. Hey, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. You know what they say. That's not what Altstadt says. I don't know if they want me saying that, but they do want me telling you about the greatness of Altstadt beer. And I'm happy to tell you about the greatness of Altstadt beer. Man, I've been drinking this stuff since the Altstadt Brewery got started. They've been with me pretty much since the start of my radio career. And I'm never going anywhere else. I love this stuff. It really sells itself. I don't think they need me anymore. If you've had Altstadt beer, you know what I'm talking about. This stuff is liquid gold. If you haven't tried it yet, you're probably like, dude, BK, you've been talking about this for years. Can you stop talking about it? The answer is never. Go get you some. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you get your beer. And hey, if you're hitting the town, going to some bars to watch this baseball next week, make sure you're asking your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, manservants, as the buck might call them, or Altstadt beer. You go through a lot in this life. Reward your taste buds. You deserve it with a crisp, clean, very refreshing Altstadt beer. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. Shout out to our guy, Devin. Sent him the Relax the Back Techno Gel pillow that he won as part of our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. Well, he thought he was going to have it wrong. Mm, yep, the wife is uh, stealing that for sure. So congrats to your wife, I guess, Devin. That's, that's and why for you others right that there. haven't you know, gotten in touch with BK, you have prizes out there. If you don't want them, I'll be happy to go and eat at some of the wonderful places like Hat Creek Burger <laughs> if need be. Not a, there's not a problem with that if you don't really want those prizes because the scammers will get them if you don't get them. Yeah, there are uh, still a few unclaimed prizes. I've reached out to everybody who won as a part of our 5K giveaway, but not everybody has gotten back to me. So uh, we'll see how we handle this thing. Maybe at some point we're going to have to do a re-gifting of some of I these I knew prizes. that randomizer was a piece of shit. That's what's <laughs> going on. I knew it, was, it wouldn't work. 
that randomizer is like John Denver. It's full of shit, man. Then, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into this game tonight, Buck. This one is uh, interesting for a couple of different reasons. It is West Virginia, who is four and one on the season and two and zero oh in the Big Twelve. They're one of two unbeaten teams left in this conference. Of course, Oklahoma is the other one. They are in H Town tonight to take on the Houston Cougars, who are two and three. 0-2 in conference play, and they also lost a game to Rice in the non-con. West Virginia is only a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite in this game at TDECU Stadium. Of course, it's Dana Holgerson coaching against his former team. Uh, why this game is important? Well, West Virginia is unbeaten. They're ahead of Texas right now in the standings. And, hey, Texas does not control its own destiny right now no. to get to Arlington because they don't play West Virginia this year. So, I expect West Virginia to lose a couple, if not a few times in conference play. But like, as of now, if West Virginia wins out and Oklahoma, hell, they can lose one game because they have the tiebreaker over Texas. Then the Longhorns are going to be on the outside looking in. So I guess uh, you got to root for the Cougs tonight, or you got to start rooting against West Virginia at some point. Well, it won't matter because it won't be tonight. (laughs) They'll win tonight. You're going thousand-unit lock tonight? I'll just give you a little thousand-unit play on West Virginia tonight. I'm not going to give you a 5,000-unit, but take the thousand-unit play over their Cougs. They're terrible. You're going West Virginia minus three for a thousand units. Yeah, the the Cougs are terrible. Okay. You're down a thousand units right now. This will get you back to even. Yes, before tomorrow when I throw out that 5,000-unit Washington play. That's right. There's a little prelim. That's right. You're that confident that Washington's going to beat Oregon? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And okay. That, that may start making that young man the, you know, the front runner for the Heisman Trophy when that happens on Saturday, too. Yeah, he might already be. We'll mm. get to uh, the Bucks Heisman watch here a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Like, I'm getting last Friday night flashbacks here because I, I fully expected K-State to go on right. the road to Stillwater and beat the brakes off of Okie State, right? They were 12-point favorites. Oklahoma State got boat raced by South Alabama. Now, K-State won the Big 12 last year. I think everybody thought the Purple Cats were going to win and win easily, but Oklahoma State was able to pull off the upset. Short week, they were playing at home. I wonder if there's uh, a little of that maybe going on. Well, I, I, I think uh, K-State misses that little guy in the backfield a lot. And that offensive line is – that offensive line – has got to make blocks now instead of just, you know, big being big bodies. And that dude just – they nobody can see him behind the offensive line. Now they can actually see the running back at K-State. Yeah. So it's a little bit different for him now. Yeah, I mean, they lost uh, Deuce Vaughn on offense and they lost Felix Anudike oh, yeah. Uzama and Julius Brents. I mean, they had a couple of uh, high draft picks on the defensive side of the football too. So that's been a huge factor in K-State's – Absolutely start here through the first month and change of the season i will say this both teams are coming off of a bye so it is i guess a short week but they've also had a week and a half to prepare for this matchup tonight and look if you're texas you're also watching because well you play houston next week the Cougs absolutely will get, you're right the, the Cougs will have a little bit of a longer week to prepare but of course the longhorns are on the bye so you would think that's a wash there but uh yeah i'm watching to see what donovan smith does i mean let's not forget I'm chalking up next Saturday as a win for Texas because Houston's bad. Now, if they beat West Virginia tonight, then maybe I'll feel a little bit more nervous about that game. I don't think anything (laughs) could realistically happen, though, that would cause me to change my pick altogether. 
But let's not forget who Houston's quarterback is. Oh, yeah. Donovan, Donovan Smith, the guy who beat Texas in Lubbock last year. And that guy gave the Longhorns all sorts of fits. And a running quarterback just gave the Longhorns all sorts of fits in Dallas. So uh, interested to watch Houston, interested to watch Donovan Smith, and interested to see if West Virginia, like if they beat Houston, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, they're for real. We really need to worry no. about them running the table in the Big 12 this year. But, no. you know, if if, uh, if they, they do win and look pretty good tonight, then, okay, they're going to be an interesting team to watch the rest of the way. Yeah, they won't be able to survive on the road in the Big 12. They'll have a loss somewhere down the line. They'll play at home decent. You know, who's, who's West Virginia? Do you see BK on the road after this? Uh, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Yeah, I want to see where they where they go to. Well, they do have a trip to Norman. Uh-oh. That they'll have to take in November. Um, yeah. Other road games at UCF and at Waco High. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's every team in the Big Twelve. You look at their schedule, and it's like, oh, that's not good. But no, West Virginia is not very good. So, like, and neither the two lose. teams that you just said. I mean, wow. Yeah, they've got uh, Oklahoma State at home. They've got BYU at home. They've got Cincinnati at home as their uh, remaining games beyond this one tonight. Those are the three so, I wish were on the road, and the other ones at home. Right, so was flipped around. over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned, man. West Virginia's got probably two, if not three, losses coming their way in this conference. I just I don't trust them yet. I mean, what they've done is impressive to this point. Uh, they were picked to finish last in this conference this year. Everybody was ready to nail Neil Brown's coffin, but he has done a good job. Got the rivalry win over Pitt in week three, and then, yeah, a win over Texas Tech as a touchdown dog, and then a win at TCU as a, a maybe a 10-point dog in that game back on September 30th. So, hey, they're off to a good start in conference play. Yes. They are exceeding expectations. I don't think anybody expected them to make a bowl game, and here they are. You know, they've only played five games to this point. They're a couple of wins away from postseason eligibility. So they've uh, they've been better than anyone expected. Garrett Green, their quarterback, has done some good things. That defense has been salty in conference play so far. Uh, we, will, uh, we will see if West Virginia actually has some juice tonight, 6 o'clock FS1. That's some football for you on a Thursday. The Big 12 on Thursday nights. I love yeah. it. Is that what the Big 12 has to resort to now? Yes, that's it. Like they once Texas the, and, and they're, they're uh, the new, Oakland. the new Mac. Yeah, once Texas and OU leave, it's like, oh, we can't play on Saturdays with all of these other games going on. We need these standalone games in the middle of the week so people actually watch yeah. our teams play. That's what the new commissioner can do for you, that guy. <laughs> the UPS man, Fred oh, Yormark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got it. He's getting it done. So you're going 1,000 units on uh, West Virginia tonight. Yes. Yeah. How you feeling? How you feeling about that Houston game a week and a half out? Any thoughts? No, I don't think. I mean, Texas will go in and just maul them. They'll be all broken up. They lose tonight. They'll be all broken up, you know, if they lose to West Virginia, because that's one of those ones where they think they can win, you know? Yeah. yeah. They, understand, they understand that a mad Texas team coming in there, you know, next week, that's going to be one that they're just going to hold on to for dear life and try not to get embarrassed in, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's a game that I, I've got to believe that Texas wants to make sure that they're they're down for a long time, even coming into this new league. They're not going to be the new, you know, standard bearers of this this conference. They're, they're just not right now. They're not going to be for a couple of years. I'm not saying that they're not going to do some good things. I don't know if they'll have a new coach by then, but eventually Houston's going to be okay in the Big 12. I mean, that recruiting area is just going to be, you know, it's – it, it's, I mean, it's fertile. It's, it just is. 
They're yeah. going to have a couple of players out of the, the city of Houston and surrounding areas. They're going to decide to stay at home, and that team is going to be a player in the Big 12. They just are, which means if that's the case, then Waco's Waco High is not going to be a player. Yeah. All those those te- all those players that they used to be able to kind of go down to to Houston and grab some of the ones that Texas and Texas A&M's don't that they don't get. Waco High will not get them anymore. Houston will get them. And there'll be a number of really good ones that'll stay at University of Houston, too. Oh, sure. The move to the Big 12 will definitely help Houston. In terms yeah, because their basketball team's going to have some success. No matter what, no matter what league they're in, they're going to have some success. I don't, I don't know if it's year number one in the Big 12, but that's going to prompt kids from all different sports to go to Houston, their basketball program. Well, as long as Kelvin Sampson is there, the basketball program's going to be one of sure. the best in the country. I'm Where the not worried he going? about it. Where the hell is he going? He's staying there, man. He's he's yeah. old. He's happy there. He got some looks from NBA teams this offseason, or maybe it was a you know he's friends with an NBA owner and he wanted to sure. raise it Houston, so they leaked out some reports that uh, that NBA teams were interested. But nah, Kelvin Sampson, I think at this point is staying. People have called him about other jobs, and he's like, sure. dude, I, I've got this thing built up. Like I know I can win here, and I've got the facility upgrades, the Fertitta Center. I like to call it the Teat or the Cougs play. There you go. Uh, you know, that's a, a really, really nice gym. And, yeah, he's got that thing rolling. So, no, I think Kelvin Sampson's staying. I think his next move will be to a retirement place. Yeah, I mean, like and that. so that's going to help. That's going to help with everything there is at the University of Houston. And it's going to help the football program, you know, say, hey, we're now we're in a big conference. Hey, let's stay, let's stay at home and build this thing up. You know, they, they've yeah. tried that before. This time being in the Big 12, they know that they can, you know, hey, if we could just a couple of our great players in this, in this Houston and surrounding area, we can do some damage in the Big 12. Right. You know, it's not yeah. like they're going to the SEC. Right. I'm not like, I was a little bit worried. I guess I didn't have to worry because Texas to the SEC happened before Houston to the Big 12 happened. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been thinking for years, like, okay, what happens if Houston gets the call from the Big 12 to join and Texas is still in the Big 12? Like, I was legitimately worried that. Texas was going to lose some recruits yeah. to Houston, right? Just because, like, Houston kids, they want to play as close to home as possible. Texas sure. is always going to recruit better than Houston. But there's going to be that, you know, one five-star kid from North Shore, from Katy, from yeah, somewhere. It makes, yeah, it makes a like, difference, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know Houston's – or Austin's only a couple hours away, but Houston is Houston. This is home. My family's five minutes away, and right. I'm going to stay here and play for this team. Well, you know, that might still happen where some kids want to do that, but kids want to play in the SEC. So I think yeah. the Texas move to the SEC will mitigate that. And it's like, ah, no, I get to stay in state and I get to play in the best conference of the sport. Uh, sorry, Houston, but. Uh, yeah, they'll, have their, they'll have their couple of years where they have their Tom Herman-like run, you know, with, with a couple of years of that where players say, I'm staying. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. So Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver, there you go. Yep, yep. Guy like that still getting it done on Sundays for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Thank one you, of those five-star kids who, who uh, decided to stay home. So it, it w- it'll happen, of course, but uh, I think it would have happened more if Texas and Houston were in the same conference. Absolutely. We don't have to deal with that beyond this year. But, yeah, Dana Holgerson, man, he's he's got to win some games, dude. Oh, yeah. We talked about the coach hot seat rankings yesterday. He's in the top ten in the country. Kooks fans were ready to get rid of him after last year, and then they lost that game to Rice in the non-con, and they're over in Big 12 play. Well, they're not going to like it after tonight when they lose to West Virginia. They're, gonna, they're not going to like that because that's going to be one of those ones where they – think hey we can get them at home yeah that texas game next week is going to have some cliff kingsbury texas tech feel where he was about to get fired and 
he won that game in Austin at the end of, I don't know, 15, 16, whenever it was. Maybe yeah, the, the horns are hurt, that. but they're not that hurt. I mean, right. they're, a little, they're a little butt sore from last week, but not not to the point of being butt sore playing Houston. And it really hurts. You know what I mean? I don't like butt sore. I, I feel like we could use a different phrase Okay, here there. we go. Here we go. Another coaching term, you know, kicked in the ass, butt sore from the ass whipping kind of they got. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm if you explain thinking, it like thinking, that. I'm trying not to go your direction, okay? You <sighs> and your buddies out there, those people, hey, I'm going to stay away from that. Context is important, man. You know, <laughs> butt sore. Uh, a little bit nervous when I hear stuff like that. You know, I don't know what you're into. That's fine. I only see you for a couple hours oh a day. My, oh my god! Do, do your thing, man. Do wow. your thing. All right, West Virginia at Houston tonight. Once again, six o'clock on FS1. We'll talk a little bit about that game tomorrow, and we'll see if there's anything of note. What but, crappy uh, NFL game is tonight that I never watch on Thursday? Can I get some sleep? Oh, you know who's going to be in attendance at the uh, NFL game tonight? My pen pal? Your pen pal. Of course she is. It's That's what kind of girl she is. She goes to football games now. She's in on this. You know, she hates every bit of it. That's just, that's, I can just tell that that looks kind of fake to me. Oh. That excitement. Sorry about that. Yeah. Are you saying the whole relationship is fake? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the whole T-Swizzle, I like football. She's not liking football that quick. I don't think she was a big football fan before that. She's probably more of a soccer fan. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't put that on her. Or kickball or something like that. But no. Mm. No. Yeah. But she, she just, she's not there because she likes football. She's there because she likes Travis Kelsey, allegedly. Oh, no. Until she starts writing songs about him. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll know exactly when they break up because there will be a Grammy-winning album that's released right after that. This is not the breakup. This is, this is the marriage that lasts forever. And a day. Yeah, there you go. What? Yeah, soon marriage will be. That's right. Till death do them part? Give them another six months and it's going to be happening. Big wedding. Big wow. wedding. Patrick so Mahomes, a- his brother will be filming it all. That other crazy Mahomes guy. He'll be out there. <laughs> What's his doing name? The, doing yeah. the TikTok dances in the background. Yeah, the other biracial beauty will be doing the service. That would be Drake. Yeah, there you go. It's on. <laughs> Star studded. It's It's on. Yeah, that's right. This is you're on one today. You're saying Drake is going to be the officiant of the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift wedding. He's going to sing the vows. I love that. This is going to be great. What a wedding! There's a conspiracy out there, which clearly you don't believe in if you have that take. But I think Rodney from Chaos Theory is in on this. You know, Taylor Swift is releasing a movie about her concert tour. I think it's just got a bunch of footage from some of her shows in this record-setting eras tour that she's been on. And people are like, oh, no, she's just dating Travis or pretending to date Travis to try to sell tickets to this movie that is coming out in theater soon. That woman doesn't have to try to sell anything. She's, she's sold it all. She, there's not another extra buck. She, she doesn't need any, any more play in what she does. It'll, hey. it'll sell no matter what. You get the football crowd, though. Think about it. The most watched sporting event, most watched TV event every year is the Super Bowl. We know how many people care about football. You get them with the Swifties. What if she's the entertainment for the Super Bowl this year? She turned it down. What? You didn't hear about this? No. They, I mean, they offered it pretty quickly to her, of course. Yeah, their reports are like she turned it down. They're going with Usher instead. That old ass man is coming back. Really? 
Oh, that's rich. You calling someone old ass? <laughs> really? Yeah. Usher, really? Usher's the dude. Usher Raymond. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reports are that T Swift got they offered. Couldn't, they couldn't get the "I believe I can fly" guy. Couldn't come back. R. Kelly? <laughs> Why not? Really? <laughs> They're not. No, I don't think that dude. America's Daddy, R. Kelly. No. No, Bill Cosby couldn't make it either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think uh, they're reaching out to those guys. I don't think Jay-Z wants anything to do with R. Kelly right now. <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. Love so it. The game, the game tonight is Chiefs and Broncos. Wow. Yeah, Kansas City at home. They're a 10.5-point favorite. The Broncos have lost 15 straight games to the Chiefs? Is that a real stat? That Sounds right. Oh, my God. Denver has not beaten the Chiefs since week two of the 2015 season. That was the year they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and Gary Kubiak. Holy shnikes, That's what you call man. a downward spiral there. How does that happen? I mean, I, like, I know how good the Chiefs have been, and I know the Broncos have been down since Peyton Manning retired, but that is insane. It is, isn't it? Oh my God! You got to go all the way back. It's it's not happening tonight. That streak. I'm going to see that streak when they play in Denver in two months, and I'm going to be like, sixteen times. Really? What? Yep. Uh, Chiefs ten and a half point favorites. Any uh, any lean? No thousand units on that. You're only giving no. us one today. No, no, no. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson will get it together. Get a backdoor cover somehow on that deal. They're not winning, dude. The Chiefs are going to win that game like forty eight to ten. Now, Kelsey will still be banged up. He'll be limping around tonight. Believe me, he, they, there's an extra extra week. For, there's an extra week of rest in there somewhere. They don't need to be playing him against that group. Mm, well, he, he played last week and played pretty well, so I assume he'll be out there tonight. How about Robert with this comment? T. Swizzle's going to move on to Brock Purdy once the Chiefs lose in the playoffs. Oh, that's right. She's going to go with the winner. Wow. The winner? What is Brock super- Purdy? Big Brock Purdy, what has he done? Just lead that San Francisco. Hey, just just be the conductor of orchestrating that that group right there, because he doesn't have to do very much. But the the little they ask him to do, he does it well. Yeah, he's the MVP favorite right now. Clearly, he's doing something right. Hasn't lost a game that he started and finished since taking over in San Francisco towards the end of last season. It's it's ridiculous the kind of heater that that guy has been on. I mean, that's that's the heater every guy dreams of. That's Absolutely. Like, that's like you go out to the bar seven days in a row and you take home seven different chicks. Like, that's <laughs> that's what Brock Purdy is doing right now, dude. Viking oil, hitting that oil well. Oh, my God. One of my uh, good buddies got LASIK in college. He, like, struggled with the ladies. He got LASIK, and then for the next three months, just every time he left the place, he was bringing somebody back. That's the heater you dream of right there. You mean he started seeing the, the he started seeing the really bad looking ones at two a.m. and just said, "I'll take my shot here." Come on here. He's been trying to get all the pretty ones the whole time. You see these eyes? This twenty twenty vision is telling yeah. me it's you tonight, baby. You look good enough to take home, and they would say yes. And the other ones would be like, "No, dude, it's not going to help you. No matter what you do to your eyes, you're no, you're not seeing this tonight. That's for sure. Can't fix that. Well, hey, you don't need to have twenty twenty vision to see." One of the giant AV consultations TV screens. That's right. And, hey, size matters. Just listen to our guy, Tom McKay. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. 
The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. You know what? And Tom can even give you that movie-sized theater in your home, too. If you've got the space, he can get that done for you, too. Oh, yeah. Home theater room, surround sound. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always talk about sports. That's kind of what we do, but... And if you just want to have a badass place to watch movies and TV oh, yeah. shows in the comfort of your own home, like I don't know how many people are going to movie theaters anymore, but like stop spending 15 to 20 bucks on a movie ticket and then another 10 bucks on popcorn and five bucks on a soda and get that in your house. So you literally like can keep your pajamas on. You can walk from your bedroom to the theater room and you're talking. just like that. You're set. And we've got hockey. Starting tonight. I should be wearing my Dallas Stars sweater. What are we doing? The Stars open up the season tonight against... First of all, you need to go with a winner. Why would you do that? What do you mean? Stars are pretty good. I like that. Pretty good. That means they're not winning enough for you. Well, you they, made it to, they made it to the Western Conference Final. They were in the Final Four last year. Like, that's, that's pretty good. I need good. them bringing out of the cup. Oh, I do, that's too. what they need to do. God, dude, you've no, you have no idea like how badly I want that, man. I mean, the Stars have won one yes, they in have. 99. I wasn't even living in Texas when they won the Stanley Cup. So uh, I don't remember anything about that one as much as I try to pretend that I do. But, uh, oh, man, that's the best trophy in all the sports. And the Stars got to the final in the COVID year at the bubble. And they couldn't get it done. And then last year they made it to the conference finals before losing to the uh, eventual champion, Vegas Golden Nights. Vegas, baby. Stars and blues. Aren't you a little bit of a blues guy, Buck? No, I've just got a blues jersey. That's all. I don't I, – I could care less. Does Bobby, Bobby Hall still play for them? Oh, I don't think he's alive, actually. But no. No, Brett doesn't either. No, I'm a, I'm a big uh, – I'm a uh, – I'm still a Bruins fan. Okay. Well, nice collapse last year, guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, nice record, though. Oh, yeah. Regular season wins. We're all about that now. Yes. Way to go, L.A. Dodgers. Congrats on your regular season. Oh, my goodness, Dodger fan. Oh, man. So shout out to AV Consultations. Definitely reach out to them. And, Buck, how about a word for our friends out at the Covert in B-Cave? Yes, indeed. And we love the Covert family and the beautiful cars that we drove up to Dallas this week. But they've been doing this since 1909, folks. The Covert family has been serving Central Texas with cars and trucks. And also out in uh, Huddle, they've got Covert Ford and Chevy out there. In Austin, they've got Covert Ford and Lincoln in Austin. But, folks, they've got seven other varieties, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram out in beautiful BK with 42 acres of unbelievable cars and trucks. And the lot is filled. And the service bays, they await you because they got 86 service bays. So if you need something as simple as an oil change, get on out there. You won't have to wait very long. And while you're out there, say hello, of course, to Stacy and Dan and Mike and Jerome and the whole gang out there. For more information on their weekly sales, not monthly or quarterly sales, go to B- covertbks.com. Nobody beats that covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. It won't happen. It can't happen. It's impossible. Yeah, we may be having some special guests out there for those, those last couple of meet and greets because, my goodness, it's really weird how this season is moving so fast, you know, off this awesome. week playing Houston next week, BYU right after that, and this baby starts rolling downhill. So we need we need the wins. We don't need the criticism. We need this group to win. They need to be sky high and ready to go. 
They've had a nice off week. They need to win some dadgum games from this point on, like all of them. How about a nice six-game win streak to close out the regular season? Oh, yeah. What do you say? What do you say? I would be all about that for sure. Well, that uh, would likely get Texas to the Big 12 championship game, which would likely set up a rematch against Oklahoma, which is what every Texas fan is wanting after what went down at the Cotton Bowl last Saturday. Sounds like America wants that. It sounds like sports all over this this country, want they want the rematch. They want to see that again. That was pretty entertaining last week for Sooner fans, but – yeah. You know, oh man, the- if you were a college football fan, you loved that game, right? Oh, like yeah. if you had no dog in the fight, that was epic. Uh, and Oklahoma fans really obviously weird. had a great time, but it's we- really weird that all over the country somebody has a dog in that fight that aren't from anywhere. They they don't even like Big Twelve football, but they, yeah, they have they they seem to have a dog in that fight for some odd reason. You know? Oh yeah, everyone. People in Pennsylvania, I'm like, what's the deal? Hey, why did my Longhorns lose? These aren't your Longhorns. What are you? What are you kidding me? You know, then they're giving me the downward. You know, hook them down. They're giving me all of this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't even care about them. Why do you care about them in this football game? It's a big game to people all over now. This these two teams playing each other, and it's going to be an even bigger deal once they get to the SEC, I believe, or and that rivalry bringing back Texas A&M. It's going to be an awful lot of fun in the future here. But we're not talking about the future. We're talking about the present. You Everyone's know? got a cousin, Buck. So yeah, that's true. That matters, and and people hate Texas. I think people hate Oklahoma too, but I think they more do. people hate Texas, and we've seen it since 2010. How people have just loved to pile on the Longhorns because of the struggles, and hell, we've we've earned it. Sadly, we've been bad. We've deserved all of the hate and criticism that we've been getting around the country. But that's how it goes when you're an iconic brand. When you're a blue blood, you're you know, right. That's that's how it works. People root against Alabama. People root against. Notre Dame. They root against you know, Michigan. That's why they're my sleeper, because people root against my sleeper. Ohio State, you know, Kentucky basketball, Kansas basketball, whatever. Yeah. Like when you're in, when you're one of those brands, when you're one of those programs, obviously you have a ton of fans who will support you and be with you through thick and thin, but you also have a ton of haters too. They hate us because they ain't us, you know. You know who they don't fans. hate? They don't hate your Texas Rangers because they're not used to seeing them there. No, that's why no. they don't hate them. Oh, people. I mean, people hate the Astros, right? Well, so of course they do. The majority of the country will be rooting for the Rangers, I would think, in this American League championship season not, uh, series. Oh, not because, you know who not they because they're the Rangers. You know who they never hate on? This little guy right here. Nobody hates on him. Nobody hates the biracial beauty, do they? They love that guy, whether he's driving your Wagoneer or driving one of your, your little Beatles. That's right. He, he better not be driving my car. He can have his own car. That guy's rich. He doesn't need my stuff. Yes, he is. You know what? He's rich with talent. He's rich with talent, too. 27 world champions. Look at that. Number two, the pinstripes. They will return. That's right. They'll return. Yeah, look, they're going to play next year, but they're going to finish in fourth place again in the American League East. Man, I, I, I never really hated Derek Jeter. Until what? the show started, and now I hate you've you've turned him into maybe my least favorite baseball player of all time. But that's incredible because the majority of people that, that watch us, listen to us, they love the biracial beauty. I'm taking him off his stand. I'm showing you from the top to the bottom, legs and all. Although he's got this little thing in his knee, that's because he was always on his knees. What is he, you know, Kevin Ware? Oh, he was always on his knees. Well, he was doing that because he was making those those simple throws look very hard towards the end of his career. Was not happy with Derek Jeter making the simple play look hard at the end of his career. Like he was the old man making things happen. Those are simple grounders. Dude fell to the ground, 
made these incredible throws. They weren't that hard, Jeter. It's the only thing I'm disappointed about his career. He's got the Kevin Ware bone sticking out of his leg right now. Hey, what happened there? But he married well. Yeah, he did. Can't argue that. That guy, uh, you talk about rosters, man. Maybe the most talented roster in the history of man. That's right. What he was able to accomplish in the dating scene before he married a supermodel who could talk to horses. Made a horse. Make the horses. She talked to a horse. That's incredible. Nobody can do that. Never seen anything like it. Yep. All right. We've got that. Thank you for the respect. That's that was a little bit of respect by you. Good job. Retupect. As that uh, that kid in the gajif once did, retupect. All right, before we get to the Bucks Heisman watch, by the way, Jeff Howe, Horns 24-7, joining us at the uh, top of the hour. We'll talk some Texas football and some other college football with Jeff. But uh, before we get to the Heisman watch, some love to a few other sponsors. How about SentexTickets.com? ACL. ACL this weekend. I think I'll be out there. What? Oh, yeah. Standing? Standing. Bring yourself. Bring that chair you're sitting in. Bring that little... That little bench, that little chair that you got from the swimming pool. Bring that out there with you. Oh, man. Dude, I'm 29. I'm too young to be sitting down in a chair at ACL, right? No, really? You can make the stand. The you can stand the whole – you can you can go the distance out there. I'm not I'm not the go the distance out there type of guy, man. Like the people who go from like lunchtime on Friday all the yes. way until midnight on Sunday, God bless you. I mean, even when I was in college, I couldn't handle that type of stuff. But uh, no, I'm, I'm a, I'll go for a few hours, maybe each day, maybe just two of the days. I don't even know if I want to go on Sunday because I'm just going to want to watch some NFL, I think. Uh, but yeah, SentexTickets.com. That's why we brought ACL up. If you're trying to go, get your tickets at SentexTickets.com. Or if you're trying to go to F1 next weekend, God, Austin's the best, man. ACL, ACL, F1, back to back to back. Uh, If you need tickets to that, the Killers, Queen, both going to be performing. Get your tickets at SentexTickets.com. And, hey, they've got all the sports you want. Rangers, Astros, anybody. If you want to go to any of the games in H-Town or in Arlington, they've got tickets for you on site right now at SentexTickets.com. Go there. Don't go anywhere else. I know you've got a bunch of options to buy your tickets. Uh, Sentex Tickets is the best. They are local. They will take care of you. Now, if I were going and I had my relaxed back chair, that'd be a little bit different. But my relaxed back chair on rollers, I don't want to take that out there. Too many pit bulls on ropes and things at that out there at ACL. I don't think they'll allow pit bull on a rope. That's the Marley Fest that they used to have where I'd see pit bull on a rope. You know, not on a chain, but on a rope, just tied mm-hmm. around his little pit bull net. That made that used to horrify me. Dog hmm. used to come up, cozy up to me for some odd reason and want to just hang out with me at the Marley Fest. Because I did attend Marley Fest now when it was Mar- when it was called Marley Fest. It was on down there, you know? Oh. That was the best. But, of course, our good friends over at Relax the Back would have hooked me up because my backs really needed some really needed some help. You know, I had thoracic back surgery. And since I've been with the folks at Relax, Relax the Back, it's been magnificent. My back gets the support it needs. My lumbar gets it. My shoulders get it. I'm sitting in it right now, and I have for over 20 years right now. And you can, too, whether it's a gravity recliner, you know, stand-up desk. They have everything you have, anything you want, adjustable mattress sets. They've got it all at Relax the Back. they got two great locations, the Hill Country Galleria, across from Whole Foods, of course, in Austin, at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Amen. Amen. Did you know uh, Derek Jeter was almost a Houston Astro? Who screwed that up? 
The Astros. Yeah, the Astros had the first overall pick in the draft that year. Who did they take? What it, what bum did they take? They took Phil Nevin. Who, Phil Nevin, the coach. Yeah, now the yeah, uh, Angels skipper. Well, I think I think he got fired because the Angels oh, yeah. suck. He, he did. That's but, right. He's gone. Yeah, look, Nevin had a decent MLB career. Yes, he did. Obviously, you know, Derek Jeter, Hall of Famer, one of the there you better, go, even shortstops of all time, and so. a great figurine. And I guess a great figurine, too. Yeah, that's part of his Hall of Fame resume, I think, is that a 68-year-old black man in Austin plays with his figurine every oh my goodness. every day and can't go to sleep at night without him. All right, Buck, it is time. We do this every Thursday as we get set for another college football weekend. We need an update on the Bucks heisman watch. What you like this week? I like Caleb Williams still number one. That's what I like an awful lot until somebody beats them. The reigning Heisman Trophy winner, I, I I like him a lot. That that group is going to get beat at USC. Somebody's beating them. It could be this weekend, but they're not going undefeated. Their defense is horrifying. They give up too many points. And Caleb Williams, he can score a lot, but he doesn't play defense. So nice. I still have him as number one till they get beat. Michael Penix Jr. That's right, the guy that I leave out every week right now for me is number two. JJ McCarthy, just because he's surrounded by talent, he still makes it happen for Michigan. Dylan Gabriel, number four, uh, I have because they're undefeated, and that guy is one of the reasons why they win each and every week right now. And then Bo Nix, and then he'll get his this week too. We'll see about that. I got Bo Nix as number five. Quinn Ewers is out of the top five with me right now. Yeah, I don't know if he should be in the top ten right now. That was a pretty bad performance last week for him. I got to believe Vegas has dropped him out of the top five too. Hell, they had him at number two. Yeah, I think it was number three going into the OU game. At one point this year, he was number two. Um, but, yeah, we've got updated Heisman odds from our friends at Caesar Salad Sportsbook. Yeah. The favorite right now in the desert, Michael Penix, Jr. Which means plus they have to win this week. Plus 220. And, yeah, Which that 5,000-unit play will stand. That's right. That Washington-Oregon game Saturday afternoon at 2.30. That is the biggest game of the weekend, maybe the biggest game of the Pac-12's season. That tough uh, Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the winning quarterback probably elevates his status in the Heisman race. The loser, look, if the loser throws for five touchdowns, then he's not out of it by any stretch. But obviously the loser will take a little bit of a hit, you would think. Plus we saw of, that advertisement of Bo Nix last week. Up in the Dallas Fort Worth area was incredible. Yeah, well, what was that about? That campaign was unbelievable. Now, dude, there was a giant building in downtown Dallas, and I've seen this building, and they usually have just random advertisements. Sometimes there's like an iPhone ad. Sometimes there's sure. a Samsung ad. Sometimes there's a nut Texas ad. OU, Texas OU ad. Yeah, so you know anything, but there was just a giant picture of Bo Nix with the caption "Bodacious." It was just, it was huge, just plastered on the side of some building in downtown Dallas. It's like, do y'all know it's OU, not UO, playing in this game this weekend? They're walking around the fairgrounds with Bo Nix posters. I'm like, what the hell is this? Around the fairgrounds, too. Just, I I don't know what they're trying to get, you know, high school kids to go to Oregon for school. Nike campaign. I don't know if they're just trying to get people aware of Bo Nix and like, hey, you know, pay attention to this guy. He should win the Heisman this year. It's like, you know, we don't vote, right? Like, this is not doing anything at all for that. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. But, yeah, all over DFW last selling, week. Selling was, those Nikes, selling that Nike gear. 
Dude, I bet at like game one of the ALCS, there's going to be somebody in Houston behind home plate with a bodacious sign. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, it was bodacious, all right. Yeah. Michael Penix, as I like to call him, number one. Caleb Williams right behind him, plus 260, number two. Uh, I feel like if Caleb Williams didn't win the Heisman last year, he'd be number one. But, you know, they, they seemingly look for reasons to not let a guy win the Heisman Trophy twice because, sure. of course, that's only happened once in the history of college football. Bo Nix, number three in terms of Vegas. Dylan Gabriel, number four. I think that's where you had him. Yep. Drake May, after a big performance. Oh, after a 5,000-unit win last week. Yep, North Carolina all over Syracuse. Drake May's numbers before that game weren't spectacular, but he was pretty spectacular against that win, against that win, against that Syracuse team in that win. I beg your pardon. Drake May's number five. JJ, the jet playing. McCarthy, number six. Jordan Travis, Florida State, number seven. Mm -hmm. He slipped a little bit. Florida State keeps winning, but they're not winning as convincingly as they were early on. Uh, Brock Bowers. About that, your first non-QB, the tight end out of Georgia, comes oh, in at number good. eight. He's a monster. Kyle McCord, number nine. And Jaden Daniels, still LSU's quarterback, despite a couple of losses. He uh, rounds out the top ten for your updated Heisman odds going into week seven of the Quinn college Quinn has dropped out of the top ten now. Yeah, I'm seeing Quinn Ewers at, let's see, 11, 12, 13th right now. That's so, where three, three turnovers can get you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, – look, everybody watched the Alabama game, of course, and Quinn Ewers was awesome, and he elevated towards the top of the Heisman odds after that win. But this was the other game that everybody was watching, right? And Quinn Ewers, yeah, had three turnovers, and his team lost as a favorite. So, And what, what stinks about this is, or what's good for Oklahoma is Dylan Gabriel, there's nobody else can beat them with the exception of a championship game in the Big 12. he will they, he, they will just go on and pour it on on teams in the Big 12. I don't know if they had that 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 game, BK, where they sleepwalk, where they don't wake up and, and play. I just think they, they've got, now that you've seen it last week, they will continue to get – I don't know if they get better. They don't have to get much better than they were last week. They no, really don't. Not against the other teams in the Big 12. No. I mean, if you can beat Texas, why can't you beat anybody else in this league, right? And oh, Texas, yeah. The favorite to win it. Obviously, a top three team in the country going into that game. Yeah, if OU can find a win against Texas, you'd think that they could easily find wins oh, yeah. against the other jabronis in this league. And yeah, look, I mean, it's an OU quarterback in the Heisman race. Like, stop me if you've heard that before. I mean, wow. goodness gracious. It feels like every year they send somebody to New York at the end of the season. Uh, with Kyler, with Baker, with Jalen, like it just it, it doesn't seemingly with Jason White, with Sam Bradford. I mean, you can go on and on talking about the OU players, OU quarterbacks right. in particular, who have uh, become Heisman finalists. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel, look, still half the season left, but at this point, he is very much in that conversation, and rightfully so. His numbers are very impressive, and Oklahoma's a top five team. Yeah, I mean, he's going to continue to put up numbers. He really is. He's going to play against defenses that he can. You know, he can have three, three, four touchdown passes without, you know, even without running the ball. But his game, his run game, his ability to escape and keep the chains going and scoring points. And what's, what's, what we saw last week was a defense that looks like they're ready to play too, which is scary for the rest of the Big 12. Oklahoma's? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, like they look, Texas did some good things offensively, but OU did what they needed to do, right? They bent, they didn't break. The three takeaways, yes. huge. 
the goal line stand, the difference in the game, obviously holding Texas to a field goal on uh, that second to last drive, massive. So, I mean, Texas was able to move the ball, but Oklahoma bowed up when they needed to, and uh, there's no offense in this league as, as, as good as Texas is right now. Well, maybe besides Oklahoma. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Oklahoma's defense is going to struggle too much. Maybe Kansas in a couple of weeks. But we don't know if Jalen Daniels is going to play in that game, and I don't know if Jason Bean is good enough to – I mean, hell, we saw Jason Bean in Austin. Like, that guy's okay. He's he's one of the better backups in college football, but – He's not going to beat that group, no. No, nah, like, he, he wasn't good enough to hang with the Texas defense, and the Oklahoma defense is, is just as good, if not a tad bit better right now. So, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a complete football team in Norman. They are uh, they are good. I just hope we get a shot at revenge because – absolutely. I feel like uh, I feel like we can take them, but we'll see. Got to get there first. All right, before we bring uh, Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 and of Texas Sports Unfiltered on the show, some more shout-outs to uh, some of our great sponsors. Buck, how about a word for our friends over at Top Gun? Yeah, I love Top Gun rentals. There's no doubt about it with their two locations at Brandon Mars. This is that time of the year. I mean, if we're having little drizzles and the weather's starting to cool down, Time to get those winter gardens. They've got everything that you need, whether you need a tiller, you need a bobcat. You know, they've got everything that you need to get your garden straight. So my gardening is just about ready to start, BK, starting this weekend. I will prepare the gardens. I will not be putting the plants in because somewhere there's a 90-some degree day that will kill everything. You know how they how they get you to like those plants at Home Depot and Lowe's. You come there and they look beautiful, and you decide to take them home and stick them in the ground, and then it's 98 and you're going back and buying them all over again. Well, be careful with that right now. It's still not that time to start making those making those plans. You can do some preparation work and start getting things done. You can start. This is the time where your oak trees. If you're if you're in tune to pruning your own trees and you don't want to hire somebody to do the oak trees, well, you can go get your pole saw there at Top Gun Rentals. They've got everything that you need. If you're going to start cutting up that wood for the winter, and you know you're going to have an outdoor fireplace. It's that time, folks. You can get it done. Top Gun Rentals has everything that you need. And Brandon Mars is happy not only to rent you some things, but he'll sell you some good stuff, too. He's got it all, believe me. Yes, they do. Yep. Austin's number one source for all of your equipment rentals, sales, and supplies. And it's been that way since 1996. Two Austin area locations, Anderson Square up north, South First Street down south, topgun.net. They will shoot you straight. Absolutely. And also a word for our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. Speaking of weather changes, if you want to make sure your heater is uh, ready to go for these winter months that will be coming at some point, the buck apparently will let you know when winter <laughs> starts, even though it's literally going to start on December 21st. Uh, hey, Woods Comfort Systems, they can come by. They can check out your heater. Make sure everything is good to go as the calendar starts to turn closer to these cold months. 60 years in business. I mean, they are the best. Top quality HVAC services. They also do plumbing as well. Woods Comfort Systems, they are dedicated to keeping you comfortable in every season. Travis, David, the whole team over there, they do fantastic work. And you don't last for six decades no. unless you know what you're doing. And unless you're taking care of people, well, Woods Comfort Systems does both of those things. Check them out online, woodscomfortsystems.com, or give them a shout, 512-842-5066. Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. Okay, I see him in the waiting room. It's time now to bring on one Enter of Enter the favorites. dragon. Entering the dragon now is the great Jeff Howe from Horns 24-7, and of course from Texas Sports 
unfiltered as well. He's got the new lighting setup going on today. Oh, what are you in the bathroom? Oh, we've got we've got muted how today. Good lord, I'm all over the place. No, man, Bucky, does this look like my bathroom? It's my office. You I know like, what? If, I, if I had a makeup, there I see the lights in the back. Is that for makeup? Is that for makeup purposes before you come on? I like that. No, that's just a that's just a lamp, Buck. Just to, oh, it's just, just a lamp. Just your straight, oh. just your straight up, straight lamp. up lamp. I like. <laughs> my wife's got one of those makeup mirrors in the in the bathroom. If you want, I to got one too. I I don't go near it. I don't. I wouldn't dare look into that thing. They had one at the hotel this weekend, and when I go to hotels and they have the little makeup mirror, I always take a chance because I want to see what my pores look like. I I took it and turned it the other way around, so I didn't I didn't want to take a chance. Since it was Texas OU weekend, you didn't leave the maid a little surprise on your way out, did you? No, no, no. I left I left fifteen dollars there. I oh, was I do because, that no matter what. It doesn't matter whether I'm in the nights in where there's bullet holes in the wall. It doesn't matter. Anybody that will come in and make up my bed and change my stuff and, and do some stuff for the towels with me, I always leave a tip. I leave a tip for those for the personnel at hotels. I just leave a gracias or thank you or, or au revoir. I mean, I leave something. I leave something for everybody that has the ability to go up and, and change the sheets in my, in my hotel. Wow, I do that I every time. I'm a big, and you know what I do when I go to Vegas? I leave chips. Right. I do know that one year, though, I think your housekeeping was bothering you. I forget the story, but you you basically left them a baked potato. Well, upon, it was, still, it was in there. It was, it was fine. Yeah, I never, I, I didn't hit the flush button. Yeah. <laughs> what? You left one in there? Yeah, I wasn't really happy with what, what went on my housing, my housing people. But, you know, when I stay at the Knights Inn, which I do not no longer stay at when I go to Pennsylvania, because my wife will never go. If I go on a trip, she won't go with me. She goes, I'm not staying in those no. places that you stay in. What's wrong with it? I go to sleep. I don't do anything there. I just need a bed, a television, you know, and a place to crap. That's all you know, I need. You, but know? you can get you a nice, like a, you know, a nice Fairfield Inn for like 89 bucks a night. Dude, I can't find any place for no 89 bucks a night anywhere. That's what, that's what I stay at. The Knights Inn has the deal right by the window there where it's part bed. You know, it's like a little... It's half bed. Like if you have that extra kid, you know, yeah. you got a step kid staying with you or something, you can stick that kid up on there. You put two kids up there. But the last time I went, my, I met a guy in a stairwell. This dude was living underneath the stairwell. So I, I wouldn't see him all day, but I'd come into the, to the night in and I'd go, so what do you do during the day? He goes, oh, I, I work here and there. I said, but at night I see you here and there. What does that I mean? Like, here and there. Was he a prostitute or something? No, he's a hobo. He had a little stick and a dog, you know, with the patch over his eye. So he was going <laughs> on the trains and going from town to town, but he would come back to live in the stairwells of the Knights Inn. That was the scariest place. Dude, they had people banging, 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 banging one 24-7 one night. It was just on and on. Five minutes they take a break, and now just boom, 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 and all this heavy breathing. And then the next time I went, there were holes, bullet holes in the wall. And my sister, said, that's what? it. My what sister kind of said, banging you are you talking about? Now I'm not even sure. I thought oh, I knew, but now I don't. They were having relations. They were having relations. And they there were gunshots out. also in the same room? Oh, that was the next thing. I went. The there were holes, bullet holes. You could look through to the next room <laughs> from, the, from the last time. And that was it. When the bullet holes start, you know, it was, the drugs didn't bother me. The sales of the drugs and people underneath the stairwell, the hobo under the stairwell, that didn't bother me whatsoever i still had the double triple lock 
Plus, you know, I was packing. Let me, let let me, me ask you this before we move on and talk about business. Is this the kind of hotel where, you know, the night clerk was watching pornography on the, uh, on the TV in the lobby? Well, the, night, be, right? the night clerk was also security walking up and down. So there were times when there was nobody behind the desk. So it was, it was scary. But they never got rid of the guy in the stairwells. I'm like, he's a hobo. He's got to go. He can't live under there Look, when it's dark. Yeah. You should be at the point in your life, Buck, that I've taken. Like, I, I, it was not beneath me back in the day when I was balling on a budget to stay at a, a Knights Inn or a Hojo. Okay. I just have a rule now, though, unless I'm going to the beach where most hotels at the beach are like this. Yes. If the door's open to the outside, I'm not staying there. <laughs> I want to go inside, maybe get on the elevator. Mm. I want my door to open to a hallway. Well, if they make, if they make the extra accommodations up on the windowsill as a bed, you're not staying there, right? You don't need no. to stay. No, my wife no. won't. She will. She refuses to go. She'll stay in a different. Good. Room. She's no. making the right choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she's going to go find her a nice Fairfield Inn or a Hampton Inn. Oh, she's not even doing that. It's it's luxurious hotel living. You only do that a couple times. So why don't you stay somewhere nice? I'm like, I'm only sleeping. Okay. I don't need this. But the bullet holes, that was it for me. I don't stay the nights in. Doesn't sound like you're sleeping if there are gunshots going on or people (laughs) banging the whole night, dude. Yeah, maybe that's awake. Maybe that's what kept the Longhorns up all night last week, Jeff. Maybe there were bullet holes in the wall and they decided not to sleep. Well, I know uh, the OU staff put bullet holes in that game plan Texas had. Here's one thing that's resonated with me. It's sticking with me from that game. You know, I've heard a lot of, and when we got it on the flagship message board at Horns 24-7, a lot of, well, you know, Texas, they didn't have that killer instinct or, or they didn't, you know, they didn't want it enough. Man, first off, I think those are terrible reasons for losing a football game. I just don't believe in the the winnerness or whatever, like whatever that intangible is. And about this team, you don't go win a football game by 10 points in Tuscaloosa if you don't have some kind of, some level of intangibles about you. I think the fact of the matter is, Oklahoma came into that game really well prepared, uh, and, and Texas just kind of they got back on the ropes in the in the first round, and, and it's like they just kind of staggered the rest of the fight. And by the time they really got their feet underneath them and started swinging back, it's almost like it was too late in the game. Really, it really reminded me of the 2008 game in Lubbock against Texas Tech. Sands like the one big mishap mm-hmm. at the end where it seems like everything at the beginning of the game that could go wrong went wrong. And, you know, you finally found something, you scored enough points and, you know, you got yourself back into it. You think, okay, we're going to be fine. You just left your opponent just a little bit too much time at the end. But I, I just think that's disingenuous. The Oklahoma staff, they had really good game plans. I mean, Jeff Levy tried to get cute early, but you know, they realized what was working. They stuck with it. And, uh, you know, defensively, I, I just felt like Brent Venables had a hell of a plan. They, they, there were a couple of plays, whether it was red zone stuff, you know, the, that opening, you know, the opening couple of plays. They just had Texas scouted really well and, and played really good coverage against what Texas called. It was the right call, right coverages, the right calls against the plays. Sark had dialed up. So I don't know. I, I just I don't want to be disingenuous to OU staff. I mean, I, I've given the Texas staff plenty of credit this year when they've done well. But that was a, the OU staff called the kind of game they needed to call to win that game. Well, were they were they were they aware that Sark was going to bring not only one defensive player in on the goal line, but he was going to bring another guy. He was going to stick another ass in the hole. You know what I mean? I mean that was just. I mean, why not bring five of them and pile them all into one gap when you've got one of the best runners in in college football who can find a crease if you spread them out? Let him do his own thing. Don't bring guys into the game 
That's not what they do for a living. They don't go down – unless you're going to tell me, Jeff, that they spend 15 minutes a day going down there and doing that goal line offense where they bring in two defenders that play on defense and they hit the, they hit the sled for run blocking. That's not what they do for a living. You know? No. No, and I think OU too. OU, I think, really watched that Wyoming film because if you look at how Wyoming played Texas on the goal line and how OU did, it's real similar. You know, they shot a lot of gaps, tried yes. to get upfield. You because know, Texas – uh, Texas likes to pull their guards on the goal line for whatever reason. You know, Bucky, if you're playing a, a defense that kind of runs, you know, they want to be a gap control defense and then right. run some some static fronts. Man, you could pull your guards and have success. We saw that against Kansas. Uh, but, you know, if you're playing a defense that likes to shoot gaps and wants to take chances, they can blow that stuff up real quick. You know, one thing, though, as weird as it sounds, one of the things that's worked the best for Texas down around the goal line has been their quarterback run game, their boot series with Quinn Ewers, where you can get sure. him on a little boot or a waggle, and if it's a run, it's straight run, he's he's done well. If it's a kind of a, a run-pass option where he's got maybe a you know a drag route or something going with him, uh, that can work too. I just think Sark has to go back to basics this week, and that's what I hope he did this week, go back to basics and really break it down and figure, okay, what's worked for us in the red zone? Let's just let's not try to bang our head against the wall. Let's just ditch what's not working. And, and focus on what is working, and, and let's build on that. And I think I think that's your quarterback run game. I think that's yeah. your RPOs in the red zone. I think that's some of your run game. Uh, maybe it's more of your perimeter run game, though, not not necessarily your inside zone stuff or your gap scheme. So I, the red zone stuff, I think it can get better, but it's not going to get better until Sark really gets down to the nitty-gritty and just gets rid of the stuff that's not working. I mean, yeah. he has to give – I mean, the kid's a, a fantastic runner – and the more less bodies around, the more he's going to find a yard. I'm talking about a yard, Jeff. I'm not talking about you right. need six for a first down. You need one for a touchdown. Let a guy who's one of the best in the nation find his own crease. You know what I'm saying? Spread yeah. him out and get let him. He'll find it. He'll the one find thing, it yeah. The one thing that I will openly criticize Sark for, and if Sark asked me about it in person, I would be brutally honest, dude. The toss play on the goal line just needs to be fired into the sun. Like, never, ever, 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 ever. Like, it's not quite – it doesn't infuriate me quite as much as running a fade in the red zone does, but it's it's pretty damn close. Like, there was no reason to run a toss. That's just, that's just a waste. That's out in the field somewhere. Yeah, especially when you've got – you know, you're facing a defense like Oklahoma. We didn't really know what Oklahoma – what they were going to be defensively, but you knew one thing. You knew they had speed. Yes. Those guys can run. And you've got to think about it almost like, okay, against our defense, what wouldn't work in a red zone? Nobody's been able to get wide on Texas all year. So why would you try to do a toss and get wide on Oklahoma? And you, you just got to find stuff. You just got to find stuff that works. And then the toss, the toss is not it, man. Yeah, no, it's not it. Jeff Howhorn's 24-7 and Texas Sports Unfiltered joining us here on Bucky and BK. Um, what about the lines of scrimmage? Everybody loves talking about the offensive and defensive line, but – that was the difference in the game, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of us who picked Texas to win expected the Longhorns to be able to win up front. I think the Jake Majors injury didn't help. But, you know, what What do you make of uh, the trenches? Any concern with that moving forward? Or is that just, hey, Oklahoma's got some really, really talented dudes and they just happened to win that day? I'm concerned about the edges a little bit uh, because if you look at how Oklahoma attacked Texas on the edges, they didn't run at Baron Sorrell. They, they ran right at Ethan Burke. And as good of a player as Ethan Burke is, you know, if you can get a couple bodies on him and move him off the spot, then, you know, you can have success running the ball against Texas. So I do worry a little bit about that. I, I think maybe 
kind of more of a money ball approach where maybe if you're playing a team that's either a, a physical, you know, you've got to, you've got, regardless of whatever the numbers are, you've got to go into that game understanding that that's as physical as Oklahoma's going to play all year because it's probably as physical as you're going to play all year. That's just the nature of that game. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to treat it like, okay, let's, let's think we're playing Kansas State or a team that likes to get up in heavy personnel and run the football. You know, how are we going to handle it? And I think maybe that's more playing like a uh, giving Justice Finkley a guy more reps, a guy that's a little bit bulkier. Can I, I think this would have been a game where I think you'd have potentially seen Chris Ross play a lot had he been healthy, uh, just because he gives you a bigger body on the edge. So I do worry about the edges a little bit. Uh, I'm not concerned about the interior D line. I, I think they're fine. I, I do think they're. You could tell. BK, there were some issues defending the quarterback run with just lane, rush lane integrity, where guys are just trying to either trying to do too much or trying to play hero ball or whatever it is. You get out of your rush lane and you open things up for Dylan Gabriel. My concern is the edges, and then uh, it's not really a concern. I, I think it's something that's probably not going to linger too long. But that was as bad as I've seen Texas play at the second level defensively in a long time. Well, in particular, Jalen Ford has never yeah. played a game that bad. Yeah, they were out of position. They just took they took bad angles. Uh, they weren't, uh, you know, overly aggressive. It just didn't. Jalen Ford didn't look like the Jalen Ford we've grown accustomed to seeing. So, I'm and Jeff, did he spend he spent an awful lot of time with his with his head towards the secondary? Is he calling secondary stuff? Because there's some youthful, there's some young guys in there, and he looked like he was just trying to place guys, and he wasn't ready for doing his job because he was trying to help out others. I think when Jalen Catalan went out, and, and keep in mind, you didn't have Ryan Watts on the field either. Right. So I think with the young corners oh, yeah. and, and having, you know, Derek Williams played a lot in that game, uh, I think I think Jalen Ford did have to take on a little bit more in terms of the communication. But, like, if you look right. at that last OU possession, Bucky, with the where they scored the touchdown, if you look at the big 28-yard catch by Drake Stoops, go watch Jaron Thompson on that play pre-snap. Like, he's scooting Derek Williams up. Like almost like ten yards off the ball. Like Derek Williams is basically playing the sticks, and when Dylan Gabriel breaks contain and pushes up in the pocket and starts to get towards the line of scrimmage, you see Derek Williams kind of come up, and Stoops is wide open, but Jaron Thompson's like thirty yards down the field away from yeah. the play. So, uh, Sark is right. It was it was a coverage that was just completely screwed up from the start, and the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. Uh, is that inexcusable in that situation? Yeah, it is, but. You know, it is what it is, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll take the bye week to get it fixed. I, I think looking at, at how this defense can improve, I still think this is a good defense. I'm not, you know, worried about the defense just completely falling off a cliff here. But I do think at some point you need to make more plays. you got to force turnovers. You need to force negative plays. you got to knock balls down. Man, three of your best playmakers right now, guys that just either make sure plays or they're going to be playmakers, is Derek Williams, Malik Muhammad, and Anthony Hill. And I think those three guys, as we go forward, those guys need to start playing more. I think the future mm-hmm. is now for those three guys in particular. So well, I would, especially with the other guys half, you know, half healthy. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're banged up. You you don't have a choice. Those backup guys, those four and five star guys have to be what they are. Yeah. And and, and gotta get experience. And they they've shown they're good players. You know, they've shown they're good players, they're productive players, but I just think they need to play more. The other thing that killed that defense too, guys, was it's not the number of missed tackles. I mean, they only had 13 missed tackles. They had more missed tackles against Kansas than they had against Oklahoma. It was when those missed tackles happened. There were, mm-hmm. there were of the 13, over half of them, seven came 
on Oklahoma's last drive of the first half and their last drive at, at the at the end of the game. Wow. Including like I, I just praised him, but but Malik Muhammad, you know, just didn't come to balance in space and Jaleel Farouk gets around him. Now they're on the plus side of the field and he's out of bounds. I mean, at least if you tackle him in bounds there, at least right. the clock keeps moving. So and then before the half, it was Gavin Holmes was out of position. So it's just the the stuff that mounted for Texas. It was it was penalties, it was missed tackles, all the stuff we talked about just happening at the most inopportune times for them yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, I think Jaleel Farouk forced seven of those missed tackles, and I think Dylan Gabriel forced the other six. That's at least what it felt like to me watching he's that. A, he's a good player, BK. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked him last year, like even when they ran some Wildcat stuff with him last year. I didn't know, like, okay, is he a number one for somebody? Is he a number two? I don't know, but, man, if you're a, if you're competing for a championship and he's one of, one of your top yes. four, then you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. What about uh, an injury update, Jeff? I mean, JT Sanders played in that game last Saturday. He clearly wasn't himself. I'm not sure he should have played in that one. Obviously, Jake Majors goes down. We know Ryan Watts didn't play in that game. We know Cole Hudson has been out. What uh, What do you think this Longhorns team will be looking like a week from Saturday? Yeah, that's the that's the side I'm, I'm worried about. BK is the offensive line because they they've been really banged up. They just need some guys to get healthy. Uh, you know, Kelvin Banks has been playing with a bad ankle. Hayden Connor's been banged up. Uh, we know about Jake Majors, who he's going to be out. It sounds like for at least a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Cole Hudson, it sounds like could should be back for the Houston game. So if he is, then you know chances are he'll be your backup center. I think you know until the coaches know for sure to prep him and Connor Robertson both to play in that Houston game. Um, you know, as far as the other guys go, Ryan Watts has a hamstring, which it's one of those deals, you know, Bucky, he dressed out for the game on Saturday, but you've dealt with plenty of guys with hamstrings, man. That thing could be fine all week. And then, you know, you get to warm it up and then you just kind of feel it twinge in, in pregame and then you're back to square one. So I just think being careful with Ryan Watts and then with JT Sanders, BK, I mean, we reported in the insider this morning at horns 24 seven, Source told us the staff's thinking about maybe just putting him on the shelf for the Houston game and just letting him get fully healthy because the mm. Gunner Helm played a hell of a game against OU. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Sanders not being at 100%, but that's that's one of the things that doesn't need to get lost. Dude, Gunner Helm looked like a legit like dude at tight end. So, And I don't think that was a fluke performance. I just think he's that good. You're just playing behind one of the best tight ends in the country. So I think you can, between – what Helm gives you down to down and what Malik Ogbo gives you as the jumbo tight end when they go to that 6-0 line look, I, I think they can get by against Houston. They should be able to get by yeah. against Houston without Jatavian Sanders. Yeah, they should. They need He needs to get healthy. Yeah. You know, I was I was very surprised he was the, the initial guy on contact for the first play of the game. Why that guy, I was thinking. Why a guy with a bad ankle? Why would you make him? I mean, it's 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 not that you're you're, you're screwing around with – you're screwing around with that guy in particular. You know you've seen him practice all week. He's not 100%. He can't be the guy at the point of attack to make your key block. He, j- he just can't be. You've yeah. got other guys. you got other guys you can stick in motion. You can stick Jordan Whittington in motion, who's had a great game in that. Who will make probably that your best blocking receiver, by the way. It's just, yeah. it's just It was a bad look on a guy who they didn't know if he was going to play or not. I didn't think he would be the first thing out there. You know, I mean, yeah. first of all, if you just touch the guy, you're okay. But if you whiff the guy – Man, that's bad. And that's I, I, like, he just needs to be healthy. That's what that's what uh, that's what's always grabbed my mind, Bucky. Been been my, I've been mindful of with perimeter blocking. 
you don't need to latch on to like steamroll a dude 10 no. yards down the field, man. You just sit there and like, you know, just mirror him, just play patty cake with him, just get in the dude's way. Just give your guy enough time to get around you and get well, up the field. There wasn't even contact on that one. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, dude's ankle, you- that, that guy had a bad ankle. He's not going to stop and go and, and twist his on, on the first play there. He just got, he's worried if he's going to still be around himself, you know, in the second quarter, but to make him the point of attack guy on play number one. Yeah. No, that's just bad. But, you know, I still think, too, man, when, when OU got that interception, like I'm a big body language guy in this game. Like, oh, yeah. there's, there's been some years where you can tell when one of these two teams gets their ass kicked, you, you can usually tell it before the game starts. And and the other team that's doing the ass kicking, you can usually tell who that yeah, is. Tell me about the beginning of the game for you, the way they came I, out. I just I, I didn't like OU's body language. I felt like they were kind of hoping something good would happen. And, man, when they got that interception – the way the defense reacted, the way their bench erupted, that was it really reminded me. You go back to that 2013 game that Texas won as an underdog when mm-hmm. Chris Whaley had that pick six. It was the same reaction. It was the all right, we we not only can play with these guys, we can we can go win this damn game. Yeah. And that was like the shot in the arm that oh you needed. It just it happened on the second play of the game. Yeah. Yeah, got a uh, text on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. This is uh, a little bit of a curveball here for you, Jeff, but curious to see if you or uh, anyone at Horns 24-7 might have some insight on this. Uh, any, you take anything from Arch Manning uh, warming up on the sideline a bunch no. during that game and getting more second-team reps? Everyone's wondering if something's wrong with Malik or if he's checked out. Any, any no, truth that, to that? Arch has been doing that all year. Yeah, so, that's, no. that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah, figured figured I would ask it. All right, you know, I, I have thought about though. I have thought about it. Like, if I wanted to be a dick, like I could be like Arch Manning's getting loose with the punt team getting ready to go on. Keep an eye out for this series. I I probably get some really good engagement for about five minutes. Yeah, you would. There but you see, go. now when I do that and it really happens, now people are just gonna think I'm trolling. So what about what about Malik down the goal line? These these red zone deals, Jeff. What about putting that big body? and pushing him, giving him the shove. I, I okay. Mean, There's two parts of this. Okay. I didn't and I'm not putting I'm not letting Sark off the hook because you get four shots at point blank range and you don't score, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. I I can see his point of view not wanting to run quarterback sneak on the goal line with an inexperienced center. Is that you're asking a lot of a center on a quarterback sneak? Yeah, you're you're asking a lot of the quarterback, both of them, really. Yeah, and keep in mind the last time they ran quarterback sneak in a high leverage situation was that one against Alabama, and if Jonathan Brooks wasn't, you know, just Johnny on the spot, right. that thing would have been a disaster. So I think that's part of it. With Malik Murphy, the thing you got to consider is, and I don't know where Malik is on this. So many of these quarterbacks come up operating exclusively from the shotgun. You're worried about them taking a snap under center. Like, have you noticed, like, just how unnatural it looks for Quinn? Like, even when they're in the red, even when they're in the red zone, they're not on the goal line. It's just a normal down and distance. How just uncomfortable he looks at times taking a snap under center because he's never done it. It's not a knock on him. He's just never done it. So, that's one of those deals where if you were going to do that and just kind of use, you know, make Malik Murphy, I don't know, your your tush push package or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Make sure he can handle getting the snap yeah. from under center. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, you will practice it. Yeah. Unlike, unlike you bring those two sluggos in that play defense, then you're not taking them down and doing run blocks with them. You're not spending a, a period of run blocking with those guys. You just put them in because they're big. But I, you know, for me, 
I think you found going forward, I feel like now you've found something with the Wildcat package with Savion Red. And now the fact that you've shown, now that you put on tape that you can throw the ball out of that thing. Right. I would just, I mean, call it whatever you want. You can call it, oh, that's not real football or whatever. Dude, I don't give a damn. If it if it puts six points on the board, yeah, I don't care right. how you do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so wouldn't I, care, I wouldn't care if they put the two guys in and they scored. I'm just not doing it behind them, you know, two, three times. That It's just, it's not, they're just in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Jason on the, uh, in the chat makes a really good point. There's a reason teams do victory formation in the shotgun. Because they don't want they don't want guys having that uncomfortable thing about handling the ball, taking a snap from under center. You know, BK, this goes back to the to the Tom Herman deal, right? Now we talked about this with Tom Herman not running a quarterback sneak. It's like, well, when you operate exclusively from the shotgun, is the risk of maybe your quarterback mishandling the snap worth the reward of getting this fourth and one, or do you go just with what you know works? Like it's it's one of those things that sometimes we don't think about, but it's a it's a real it's a real issue. Yeah. As crazy as that yeah, might but sound, people, but they they have time in pra they have practice, they have pre practice. Right. They, yeah. I mean, it's not like you know, even I mean, I know that Pop Warner and everybody's in the shotgun now, but at some time in a quarterback's life, he stuck his hand up under the nuts of the center. I mean, it's it's just something that you can do. Yeah. It's just a thing that yeah. you hey, you spend ten minutes doing it every day. If it's yeah. that important to you, don't you do it? By the way, there's nothing grosser than when coaches or when you're learning center, like in middle school, and coaches are giving you the dialogue on how oh, to yeah. correctly how the quarterback needs to correctly snap it. Oh yeah, I know. I know, Bucky. You told a you told a guy a time or two. Make sure you're you know you're you're right in there under his nuts. What I heard the first time, BK, that was kind of grossed out. A coach like you want to take you want to take the knuckle on your middle <laughs> finger and you want to put it right in his bunghole. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, oh, I'm not putting anything oh, near anyone's bunghole. So. I've heard yeah. it all. That's that why I didn't. That's down. why I didn't play center. Hey, I don't even know that one. Jeff's just making that up. I've never, you know, I give you all the coach. I've never got to that one. The old knuckle. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'll, uh, I'll go no. over here and play. I'll go over and play guard. Yeah, like, just, yeah. I think I'm quitting. I'm not going to be the quarterback anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, I think you're going to be on with Trey tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Well, we'll leave you uh, with this one. How about a baseball question, man? Rangers, Astros, the ALCS gets going on Sunday. I'm sure you and Trey will touch on this a little bit tomorrow, but just early thoughts on uh, this Texas-sized championship series we've got coming up. It's going to be a hell of a series, man. Uh, you know, I'm an Astros fan, but the Rangers are fun to watch, man. You know, with Garcia and some of the bats that got in the lineup, they're fun to watch. I just think, man, what, again, watching that twin series last night, first of all, since it is, is a Thursday, uh, buck on to the top three hitters in the Twins lineup in the ninth last night for allowing Carlos Correa to watch in the on-deck circle so he didn't have to be the last out. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you guys for that. Um, but, man, I and it's not just me being an Astros fan, man. I, I've watched this team too many times in the postseason where whether they're down, whether they're in a jam, uh, you know, their bullpen's been there, their hitters have been there. Uh, you know, Dusty Baker got over the hump last year and, and won a World Series. It's not like he's been a terrible manager anyway. So um, I, I just think this is going to be a hell of a series. I, I would, I do like the Astros in seven, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be one hell of a series. My, my big issue with this BK, and, and I feel like, the, I feel like this about the two Metroplex sports venues that are within close proximity of each other. And I feel the same way about the two Houston venues. When I go to NRG, to watch a football game or I go to Minute Maid, I'm like, okay, I'm at a football stadium. And I go to Minute Maid, I'm at a baseball stadium. And when I go to the Gilf or I go to, to the Death Star, I'm like, I'm at an entertainment venue where they just happen to play baseball mm. or they just happen to play football. It doesn't feel – it feels just a little too – it's a little too sanitized. Yeah. 
for my liking. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on Jerry world for sure. I mean, that place is basically a museum with a football field in the middle of it. Like that's, I think what the Jones family wanted there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just different. Like I got so used to the temple where the Rangers used to play. Uh, To me, there was nothing wrong with that place, man. I loved, I loved going to watch baseball games there. Yeah. Yeah. If if they just could have put a roof on that old building, I think they would have, but the way it was built, there was no way they could have found a way to do that. So they're like, ah, we're not going to get Corey Seager or Marcus Simeon or Jacob DeGrom to sign here in free agency if we're playing in 110-degree heat for three months out of the year. So we're out on that. So it's like back in the day at the old Arlington Stadium, which had no coverage, just like you oh. know, the, the erector set out there. It's brutal. <laughs> Yep, and it's getting worse. But too. No, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun series, man. Jeff, I'm, anybody I'm really else? Think, to. Anybody else right now in the Big Twelve that can beat Oklahoma all the way till the championship? No, you know I I'm interested to watch West Virginia tonight. I don't think this is a West Virginia team that's going to compete for the league, but mm-hmm. I you know and, and they don't play Texas, so there's really no reason for me to watch West Virginia other than the fact that they play U of H tonight. But I do want kind of want to see what they're all about. I mean, K State's the kind of team where they're going to play they're going to play up and down to their competition. I mean, from that standpoint, you know, Chris Kleiman is a likable Tom Herman. Like he'll get his dudes up to play like a big yeah. time opponent, but you know, they'll have a game where, you know, they screw around and, and, and lose to a bad Oklahoma state team. So that that's the one. And you know, Bedlam is one of those deals too, just because it's, it's going to be the last one for who knows how long. Uh, that's one I think that Oklahoma probably would need to worry about, but uh does o- o- I, I'm not looking at Oklahoma schedule, BK. Do they play K State? They do not. They don't. Well, no. there you go. So I would say maybe other other than Bedlam, there there would be nobody on OU schedule that yeah. you'd be the really o- concerned with. The only game that could give them fits is at Kansas, but with Daniels is back. I just that game's yeah. in a couple of weeks. I don't know if he'll be back by then. No pun intended. Like I I just I can't see it happening without him. And you know we saw Jason Bean try as he might. He yeah, he, he ain't Jalen Daniels. No, no, no. And there's there's more more to that back that what what we're, what everybody's talking about. It's not a matter of getting that back loose. There's some things going on. No, he's, he's been dealing with it all. He's been dealing with it going back to the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. Jeff, this was fun. Always appreciate you, your time. We'll uh, encourage people to check out your work at Horns Twenty Four Seven, and we'll uh, see you and hear you tomorrow afternoon with Trey from three to five. Thank Bucky, you, Jeff. But Bucky, can you confirm or deny that the surprise you left for the maid that one year during Texas OU was it a floater or a sinker? Or the floater? Floater. Okay. Oh, yeah. Upper decker, yeah. Did you put it? Did you put it in the uh, the top part of the toilet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Hey, hey, BK. Any of your videos, BK. I'm not I don't. Making- I don't know if I told you this, BK. I lived in an apartment, so in, in college it was a, a four bedroom, two bath, yep. and on on the other hallway where my roommates lived. Uh, one of my roommates, Upper Decker, their own toilet, and we're like, first off, that's wow. disgusting. Second off, no, you can't use the good toilet. You got to go in there and fish it out. Their own toilet? Well, yeah, he was the he wasn't the brightest crayon in the box, oh. and one of our roommates was moving. I was like, hey, you know what I did to him? I Upper Decker the toilet. We're like, you have to use that toilet, dumbass. That's your toilet too. <laughs> wow, yeah. oh, that's yeah. the one you do at like the rival fraternity house or something like yeah, that. No. You know, you don't. You don't. Oh God! Live no, with a, no, live, no. Live with a cat. So just, just be glad you've hung around some degenerates, but not the likes which I have. Which I had a roommate who upper deckered his own toilet. True story. That, that is, is unbelievable. But I like it a lot. That's awesome. All right, guys. See you. You're the man. You, there he goes, Jeff Howe. Horns twenty four seven dot com.
of course, part of our Texas Sports Unfiltered family as well. Good stuff. And yeah, for Oklahoma, they're going to be favored in every game that they play the rest of the season, uh, which means they're likely going to make it to Arlington. We'll see if obviously Texas can get there as well. But yeah, look, I like what Jeff said. Fuck, we can get into this right now if you're cool with it. Yeah. What he said about the QB sneak and how, you know, these quarterbacks just grow up in the shotgun, right? Starting at peewee level and then through high school and then seven on seven. It's just, it's shotgun, 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 seemingly 24 7, 365 for quarterbacks now, especially here in the state of Texas, where, of course, Gwen Ewers is from. So they're not used to receiving snaps from under center during games. I just, I think that's such a sorry excuse, man. Like, figure it out. Figure it out. And, and this is one of those things. Like, I know you have X amount of practice hours, and that's Doesn't it. Matter. Dude, if you're like, if I'm a head coach, I'm like, I can't t- tell you this technically, but get with the center on your spare time yes. on a weeknight and for an hour just practice snaps from under center. Like, th- that, that to me is no excuse. You have to be able, it's the most successful short yardage play at any level of football. You have to have a quarterback sneak in your playbook. Figure it out. Find a way to build that chemistry with your center. And maybe last week was a little bit different because you were on your third string center and Connor Robertson. But when you have Jake Majors there, or hell, for these next couple of weeks, if Majors is out and Cole Hudson is the dude, Quinn Ewers needs to get with that guy and just say, hey, we're going to practice this for 30 minutes a night to make sure we know what the hell we need to do to pick up these first downs in short yardage situations. That's one of those deals I say there's no excuse for lack of preparation. Well, that's lack of preparation. That's not an excuse. That, that cannot be an excuse. That's the deal that you do. You know, when they, when the quarterbacks get the wide receivers together in the summertime, that's when you go and tell your center, I'll see you up. I'm throwing to the wide receivers, but I need you snap. I need to go underneath you, and you need to snap some balls to me. As part of my deal with working with them and asking them to come to, in the summertime, your deal is you need to be up there for, like you said, a half hour or so snapping me the ball. You know, before I throw anything to them, you and I are going to snap, snap, snap. That's no excuse for not being able to do a quarterback sneaks. You've got five minutes at practice. If that's going to lose you or win you a football game, you better spend five minutes a day doing it some way, somehow. Before you start exercising, before you get the quarterback gets in that line with the rest of the guys and they're going through the woo, 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 and all that other shit, you better stick your hands underneath the center for 10 minutes before we even start all that bull crap and take a snap from it shouldn't that's not an excuse. Uh, I mean, if the defensive players can practice blocking, then you would think the quarterback can practice receiving snaps from under center. Yeah, that's know. that's an old excuse. Well, you know, if a coach tells you, you know, he's been doing this since Pop Warner where they're, they're long snapping. Well, coach, that's on you because you can stop that and add this to the process. You add new plays, you hey. add the other two guys coming into the game in the goal line, don't you? Who's the most successful QB sneaker in the NFL right now? Jalen Hurts. Where'd he grow up? Uh, I grew up in Texas. You grew up in Texas, in the shotgun, doing all the seven-on-seven yes. seven stuff, everything else that all of these other quarterbacks have done. Sure. You can teach somebody. And if it's not Quinn, if you're like, man, Quinn's 190 pounds soaking wet, and that guy for some reason gave up Chick-fil-A because he's insane, <laughs> you've got a 6'6", 240-pound backup who's bigger than Jalen Hurts. You've got two big guys. Hey, Malik Murphy, you want to play? Then, all right, work on this and go to Sark and be like, hey, here's what I've been working on with Jake Majors. Let's yes. run this play in short yarded situations. Come on now. And that's all your center should be doing that. That just should be your start. You go all the way to wherever, wherever they stop. If they stop at center number four, well, you should be doing that with the quarterbacks too. They all should be doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. Like, I'm no coach, never been a coach, never been a quarterback. I can't speak to how easy or how hard it is. But when I just see so many teams around all levels of football have success with this and the numbers back it up, once again, the QB sneak, the most successful short yardage play, that's without the tush-push or the brotherly shove stuff. Like, no, even before that, that was still That is spreading play. four wides and doing that. Get your you know? knuckle in that guy's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just and get in there, man. I don't know about all that knuckling. That I didn't like that term. I don't even use that term. That's just hands under nuts. I didn't go to that other way. That's not that's not my coach speak. That was Jeff's. That is disgusting. I don't talk yeah. like that when I talk coach speak. You understand what I'm talking about. Right. You're you're talking knuckling too. Man, oh man. Next you'll be talk. talking loose knuckles. Who knows with you? You're talking wow. about <laughs> you're talking about jamming it down guys' throats. So don't act like you're innocent in any man, right man. here. Unbelievable. If that's an excuse, oh, they never took a snap. Okay, then change it. You're the, you're the guy who can change the practice. You control the practice. Yep. I, I think uh I think that's something that you can do midseason, but God I'm sure you it, can. You know, just uh if it can win you a football if it can win you a football game and get you a first down or a touchdown, of course you can change it. Yeah, and you should. Text on the code of text line BK wants these guys to get together on a Friday night and put knuckles and bung holes. <laughs> I hey, mean, if they, if make it happen. I'm trying it, to win here, okay? I didn't go to college to play no school. All right. I'm trying to win here. BK, instead of playing whatever it is that they play on the at, at the hotel rooms, the you know, they're they're playing Game Boy or whatever the hell it is on the TV. Go 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 get one of those hall rooms, you know, with the, the dining facility and start knuckling up. Let's go. Game Boy. You think that's what, what the kids are playing these what days? Are playing? What are they doing? Game Boy? I don't know what it is they play on their television. I never played those games before. Yeah. I never was into any of that stuff. You heard of an Xbox? Oh, Xbox Six, Xbox Two. I've got one of those watches. Come on, man. <laughs> watches? <laughs> what? I've got one of those phones. Uh, they're on the Xbox One right now. Okay, whatever whatever it is. Hey, take a break from that. Let's go down into the hall of the hotel and let's start snapping it up or yeah. knuckling it up or whatever you want to call it. Let's go. You heard of Fortnite? You know what that is? No, I don't, I don't do that. You know what it is? No, I, I don't know what it is, no. Call of I Duty? I don't go. I don't. I have heard of Call of Duty. I don't play. Go. Never played any of that stuff. I'm way too old for that. Uh, I have other things to do more important than shoot up mystery guys or shoot it whoever they shoot them up with. No, no thanks. No one I don't shooting play. up with drugs when they're playing. Well, they might be, you know, smoking drugs, but they're not like shooting up with. I'm not worried about flying dinosaurs and all that other stuff. Mm. I'm not doing game nights and I'm not doing Fortnites. <laughs> no, I'm not. Is that where you get all the chairs and you put the covers over them and everybody gets underneath? No, no that's no not thing. what Fortnite is. That's oh, what okay. you, you like to do with the Texas cheaters. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh boy, they're gonna hear they're listening to that right now. Oh, yes, they right. are. How about a word for uh, our buddy Dr. Eckert Buck? Love Dr. Eckert, folks. And if you want if you're looking to have the smile of a lifetime, just like the buck has right here with these beautiful veneers, cheese. That's right, that cheesy smile that I have right now. I got that in just two visits with Dr. Eckert. I had these veneers done, believe me. And if you're looking for a smile in just one day and turning that frown upside down, how about dental implants? Dr. Eckert is doing a bunch of those right now and doing them very successfully. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants.
by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166. And we talked about contracts. We talked about Woods Comfort Systems and, you know, having a contract and getting ready for the winter. How about using your dental insurance before that stuff runs out? At the end of the year, it's going to be gone. Use it or lose it. You don't want to lose that. Start making preparations with Dr. Eckert now on a time and appointment to get that done, whether it's turning that frown upside down, getting those teeth clean, getting those teeth whitened, tooth loss solutions if you're having problems with extractions. Get that done with Dr. Eckert. And there's no reason for you to be scared when it comes time to go to the doctor because IV sedation will be there for you. As I said, the veneers, I was not happy with the smile that I had. I wasn't happy with the color of my teeth. I went to Dr. Eckert. We sat down. We talked about it. I said, I want the same smile Denzel has and the money, too. He said, I'll give you the smile, but I can't help you with the money. You're not that talented. So I went in and got the smile that I wanted. I got the brightness that I wanted in my teeth, and I couldn't be happier. And it helped everything in my life when I got the smile that I got from Dr. Greg Eckert. 27 years of service, over 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. He's our dentist. He should be your dentist also, folks. Yep. And the work that he's doing with Brain Vault, dude. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. That uh, state-of-the-art mouthpiece that is- No concussion since they use anybody using Brain Vault. No, you see a bunch of the high school teams around the area using them. Hell, the UT cheerleaders are using them now because apparently cheerleaders get more concussions than football players. Yes, they do. Little did I know, but now the Texas cheerleaders and some of the other cheerleaders around the area are wearing these Brain Vault mouth guards. They are changing the game. This stuff- this stuff, man, I think it's going to be all over the NFL at some point in the not-too-distant future, what, uh, what Dr. Record and his team have been able to pull off. Uh, definitely check out Brain Vault as well. You see their logo at the bottom of the screen. If you've got a kid who plays on a football team, if you've got a kid who's a cheerleader. and you got a soccer player for sure. Yeah, yeah just uh, any sport, right? Yes. Uh, Brain Vault, check out those mouth guards. Encourage your coaches and the booster clubs to uh, look into these things because they are making a huge, huge difference in the health of our youth. Shout out to a Dr. Eckert and Brain Bolt for that. Also, shout out to 7-Eleven. Yeah, man. The best. What should it's I get Thursday. today? Should I go with taquitos? Should I go hot dogs, nachos? What's my What's my lunch going to be today at 7-Eleven? Anything that's on the rotisserie is yours. You're the ones with putting a finger all over the doggone wieners on the rotisserie. So. No, I ain't putting my hands ahead. on any wieners, dude. <laughs> I will be there for my – well, I got my Olipop right here. But I will be there for my hard company, my hard copy of the Austin American Statesman. It's Thursday. This is my day. There you go. Yep. Shout out to 7-Eleven. They've got everything. The newspapers, if you're like the buck, you're not like the buck. But all the snacks, the drinks, the coffee on your way to work, they got it all at 7-Eleven. There are 7-Elevens all over the states. You'll find the clean product over there. Sorry, right there. <laughs> You'll find them in 7-Elevens too. I love when I point the wrong finger looking at this thing. <laughs> I love it. They have the clean products there, too. They have all the different flavors. So head on over there. And as, as BK says, you'll find Olipop there, too. Yes, they got the Olipop yeah. there. They've got Olipop everywhere, too. H-E-B, Target, Walmart, Costco, Whole Foods, grocery stores, convenience stores. This stuff is legit. It's a game changer. I'm serious. It's a game changer. It's good soda that's good for you. Yes. It's a real thing. It tastes great. All of the flavors that you grew up sipping, the classic cola, the root beer, the lemon lime, the cherry cola, the cream soda, all that stuff. They've got it all, but it's good for you. It's not like the battery acid that you've been putting into your system for decades. That I've been uh, putting in mine for sure. Yep, nine grams of fiber, only two to five grams of sugar, uh, seven botanicals, plant fibers, prebiotics. I don't know what any of it means. I just know it's good for you. It's good for me. It helps my digestive health so I can eat all the other crap that I want. If you had sworn off soda like I did because of how bad it was for you, 
Uh, Olipop will get you back in. It got me back in the game. It will get you back in the game, too. This stuff, I'm telling you, has changed the game. And also a shout-out to our friends at greatblueheronfurniture.com. There's a link in the video description. If you're watching on YouTube, just click it. It'll take you right to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. Here you go. If you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off, too. This is the best furniture that's out there. I mean, this stuff is gorgeous, man. And it's also high quality. It's built to last for decades, not years, decades. It's stylish. It's comfortable. I got to give me a recliner from Great Blue Heron Furniture.com so I can uh, you know, fall asleep watching golf every weekend. Longhorn Company, Matt, the owner, a great dude, the lead manufacturer here in the state of Texas, uh, a good friend of mine. His two sons are two of my best friends in the entire world. Uh, like I, I, I love this company. They do phenomenal work. And if you're looking for something to elevate your living room, but something also that you're going to enjoy, get you a piece from greatblueheronfurniture.com. Nice. Buck, we've got, uh, we've got some trade rumors in the NFL involving your team. My guy. Minnesota! We're about to make a comeback. You know, we're about to, you know, we're start getting ready to start on our run now shortly. You think so? Yeah. So we don't need to get rid of the quarterback right now. Well, the Vikings are one and four this year, and there are rumors swirling about Kirk Cousins' future up in Minneapolis. It is the final year of his contract. Uh, a lot of talk about the Jets. Of course, no Aaron Rodgers. He's out for the year. And he won't be back after that. Let Buck tell you that. He's not coming back. I think you're wrong on that, but uh, Zach Wilson has been up and down, more down than up. Uh, what do you think, man? Is it time for your Vikings to move on from Kirk Cousins and start the rebuild? Well, they're not playing their wide receiver for the next four or five weeks, I guarantee you. So, yeah, yeah you, you, if you're going to make that that move, it's probably now because they're not going anywhere without, you know, Jefferson. I mean, that's, that's a problem for them. So if you're going to get rid of Kirk Cousins, this is probably the time to do get what you can get for him. Y'all play the Bears in Chicago this Sunday. That could be, you know, the Bears still suck. I want you to know that. But if you lose to the Bears, the, the it's going to be more than rumors. He'll be gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's got to be it. I mean, I, I wouldn't hate trading him right now. Obviously, the earlier you trade him, the more you get sure. in return because the team that gets him will have him for longer. But, uh, yeah, if I'm the Jets, I'm, I'm picking up the phone. I'm making that happen. And if I'm Minnesota, I'm doing it too, man. I'm, I'm getting a first-round pick if I can or at least a couple of draft picks, and I'm saying, hey, we're not going anywhere this year. We were never going anywhere really with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback, regardless. Let's, right. uh, let's make a move while we can before we lose this guy for nothing in the offseason. Well, what, what is making me think that they like Zach Wilson in New York a little bit better? Because well, their, the only- their coach always says that he loves Zach Wilson and and like he's the guy and they're he's not the even looking body, at him. He's the only body that they have that's – at least warm enough to move the ball up and down. So up and down the field. So I, they're, they're just pretending like they like Zach Wilson. They're still hoping that he's matured enough to at least score a couple touchdowns and then let that defense play. But as long as he, if if he's not getting wins, that defense eventually is going to start to melt as the season goes on. The Jets have a Super Bowl ready roster, but they have a college quarterback right now. And, you know, Zach Wilson is, once again, he's done some things right, right? Like he's had better performances than what he showed against the Cowboys uh, a couple of weeks ago, but he's, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. Like I don't no. know if Kirk Cousins is either, but you put Cousins on that team with that talent. You got that's a, a playoff team that can win a game, maybe two games in the postseason, and then we'll see what happens from that. Uh, but with Zach Wilson, 
I, no, maybe a backdoor wild card, but I think it's what happened last year where they absolutely they, they fall apart because Zach Wilson's not good enough. So, all right, uh, how about this? I've got to uh, I've got to shout out my least favorite profession in the world, Buck. Do you have a least favorite profession? Like dog catcher, dog catcher. Dog catchers. Have you dealt with a lot of dog catchers before? No, but I've seen them. That's that has that job must suck. Oh. I mean, seriously. I'm saying people that you hate the most. Like if there's a certain group of people that work in a certain profession, like doctors or lawyers or teachers or whatever, is there a certain profession that you just can't stand that you have to deal with, but you're like, God, I hate having to go car mechanic, whatever, anything like fake, that. Ra- I had fake radio owners. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> fake radio station owners. How's that? How does that sound? All right. Uh, no, it's your call. Truck yeah. drivers, anything. No, Any fake, of those? Yeah. No, I don't like the ones that think they own a radio station, but they really don't No, that. That's my number one. And I don't mm-hmm. hate I, the word hate is, I don't like the word hate dislike very much. How's okay. that? You okay, just yeah. like very much fake radio owners. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. What do you got? Know. You got what do you? What do you got? My number one most disliked. Oh, disliked. Okay. Sorry about that. PC. Yes. Cancel culture, Buck over here today. Don't like the word hate. Don't. I don't hate anybody. There are a few people I hate. That most of them are, most of them are athletes. Do they live in Norman. Most of them are athletes. There's yeah. probably, I, I think I could count on like one hand the amount of people that I actually know that I hate. It's it's a very small group of people. And uh, if you're on that list, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. You've made a very unique list. Yes. Yeah. And it, it right. takes a lot for me to hate you. All right. The, the group of people that I hate the most, they are in the news for really doing something that they always do. My least favorite profession in the world, pharmacists. I cannot stand pharmacists. It's an important really? job. We need them. It'd be nice if they actually pretended to like their job every once in a while instead of literally just standing back there doing nothing every single time anybody walks in. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. They move so slow. They're, oh, sorry, I'm busy. They're on their cell phone texting back there. Like, I'll get to you in a minute. I can't help you. It, Dude, I have never had a good experience with a pharmacist ever. Really? It just takes so long all of the time to get in and out of just a simple, like the prescription is there. All I have to do is give them my name. It's free. I've got it covered. Just give me the damn pills. You would rather go to the place where you get your driver's license and hang out with those people. It's it's really close. It really is. Wow. Close. Cause there well, is a close second in there. Dude, it's, it's a, it's a freak. Like I just, I don't am I doing something wrong with pharmacists? Do you have this experience too? I mean, it's like, Oh, when they do go get your medicine, they're walking like a freaking sloth. I'm not going to walk because I'll be off camera so you won't be able to see what I'm doing. I know what you mean. There is just zero sense of urgency. And, hey, maybe you wanted to be a doctor and you couldn't make it. Wow. I, I don't know. But at least pretend to care, please. Like, I know my medicine is more important to me than it is to you. Yeah. this is your job, after all. Like, please actually pretend that you care about being here right now. And that you don't hate your job or your life or all there, the above. There goes our pharmacy sponsor. Who's that gonna be? <laughs> CVS. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I'm cool with the rest of the stores are great. CVS. They've got, got everything else you need. Yeah. HEB's got a pharmacy. I love HEB. Kroger, Walgreens. They've got tons of other cool things going on at those places. All right, but not the pharmacy. 
Now, and uh, here's why I bring this up. Pharmacy employees at some Walgreens stores plan a walkout between Monday and Wednesday next week. They've some already walked out. They, they, they never walked in. <laughs> <laughs> some employees plan to walk out for a day. Others expect to close their pharmacies for three days from next Monday to next Wednesday. Uh, the walkout is in response to what pharmacy employees called burdensome prescription and vaccination expectations placed on pharmacists. And that's what's going on. So Walgreens employees, the pharmacists are pissed that they actually have to do their jobs and they are staging a walkout. Yeah, that's I think what there stress 75,000 workers. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. I'm looking for, no, no, you know, it's time for me to get my days coming up too. You know, I'm, my workload and stuff is starting to get a little heavy here. I'm like a pharmacist. I'm feeling the stress too. But what uh, the good thing is no. about the pharmacy, what they should do is they allow you to go in and get your own prescription. Wouldn't you like that? Ah, you yeah, just, just uh, them, like self checkout. Yeah, just tell them, just go Let in there. Back there. I see, hey, I see the bin. It says K E to K S. I'm there. Yes. Let me go pick it up. I got it. I'm going. <laughs> they can't Come just on. let anybody back there. Self no, let me yeah. back there. You God, I mean, uh, no, you, okay, you taking a day off of work is fine. We give people days off here. But what, what a pharmacist would do if they were on the show, they would show up and then they wouldn't say a word for two hours. They'd just sit there. It's like if I asked you for your thoughts on a Texas game and you just didn't say anything for 30 minutes and you made me do all the work, that's wow. how it would go. That's what pharmacists do. So if you're in Austin, tell me if there's a pharmacy that doesn't do this, please. Oh, my God. I just It's my least favorite profession in the world. And, yeah, they're walking out. Once again, they never walked in. What's the story here? News. Pharmacists still aren't doing their jobs the way they're supposed to. By the way, you have a really good one right down there at the new HEB off of 1826 down there near Oak Hill on 71 there at the corner, the brand-new HEB. That pharmacy is a good yeah. one. Go, go, if you need, yes, go there. I get all my prescriptions there. You know me, I've got to take pills. Oh yeah, you do. So what about the the drive? You ever do the drive through? I never, never have. And never. so loud. Hey, your prescription's ready. (laughs) Hey, I I will not go. I do not go through. I want to see somebody face to face because the ones at the, at the HEB there, I've known for 20 some years, those people, and they're still there. So I love them. I love going in to see them, asking them how everybody's doing. You know, I, I love going to that that HEB pharmacy. I, I get treated well there. You know, they got my stuff ready. I mean, I can have small talk or I can just get my stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not oh, fighting with people. The bin is too far away on the drive-thru one. You got to, like, get out of the car and reach I never go, I've never gone through a drive-in there. And then you got to sign something. What do I need to sign? Like I, you got my credit card. Give me the drugs. <laughs> give me my drugs. Give me the drugs and let me leave. Oh my god! How uh, about when you, how about even worse when you have to talk to the pharmacist because you don't quite understand? I don't care. I'll just take them. I'll take the chance. I don't need to talk to anybody. This has been long enough. Yeah. Do you know how to take these pills? Yeah. Uh, yes. And the instructions are on the side. No. Let's get the nurse okay. to tell you how it You're works. Not a nurse. It's not a nurse. It's not a manservant. It's a pharmacist. They have a head pharmacist. It's not a nurse. They don't have nurses. There's always one of them on break, just eating a sandwich in the corner over there. He could be working to help you. Yeah. I just, uh, 
Shout out to the pharmacist. And by yes. shout out, I mean. Don't go on strike. Do your job, Bill Belichick. Do your job. <laughs> all right. We're done. Sorry oh for that God. rant. Goodness gracious. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Man, oh, man. support of us here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And uh, let's bring on the fellas coming up now. We got a little chaos theory with Rodney and Wags. Boys. Hey. B- BK, I- I've got a question. So, so with that pharmacist thing, so you watch them when they're filling their prescription, they've got that tray and then they yeah. got that like butter knife. And it's like, I mean, why do you need to be so technical to, to count pills? Well, it's they like, have to because they don't want to give, they don't want to over give B- BK his ED medicine. They don't want to do, they don't want to <laughs> give you, they don't want to give you that, that extra pill that costs $75 for one pill. They don't want to, they want to make sure they get the countdown correctly. Cause if they give you an extra, somebody's going to have to pay for it, and it's going to be the one who's getting ready to try to take a break from work for the next three days. No, it'll be us. We'll yeah. have to pay for it. You know oh. what? I've never been through the drive-thru at a pharmacy. I've never done that before. I'm too afraid. Like, BK, I don't want to get stuck with somebody beeping behind me going, hey, are you done yet? Let's go. <laughs> How many pills do you have? I've got a few. Okay. How long are you usually in line with the, uh, the pharmacist? Well, I don't know because I've never been in that line, but I've seen those lines. Like BK says, you call them up. Everything's supposed to be in a bag. You're supposed to hit the window, and they're supposed to just hand it out like fries at McDonald's. No, they don't. They've got to go back, and they have to talk to the head pharmacist about the pills that they gave to you that you've been getting for the last 20 years. And then all of a sudden, uh, we would like for you to come in and talk to the head pharmacist. They would like to have – he or she would like to have a discussion with you. About what? You're not a doctor. You're just give me the pills. No, they want to create another addiction for you. Yeah, well, really. And, and here's guys. I always have these weird stories. So, so my my HEB over yeah. here in Round Rock. So, <laughs> so I go over there to, uh, and I t- I take a couple of different pills. You know, my my blood pressure may be a little sure. high from time to time, and then I take some other stuff. So a couple of years ago, they put me on this. Um, I like to call them crazy pills that, that help me, you, you know, whatever. Calm you down, so yeah. I go to pick up my shit at my HEB over there on 620, and here comes a girl that was a past real estate client of mine, and she's like, you know, ringing me out, and she's like, well, I had no idea you took this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, just mm. dealing with people like you is why I have to take this. Give me uh, my pills, lady. Just give legs. me my pills and let me get on the way. I got to ask a question before we get out of here, and then I, I we're gonna leave. I'm 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 sure Rodney has the same question, but who the hell is behind you, and what is in that brown paper bag? You drinking a forty today? What's going I on? Drugs. I got I literally got drugs in here. Who's behind show you? You went to the pharmacy. That, this is a guy that's in the chat from time to time on the YouTube channel. From time to like, I'll give you a guess. He he chats frequently. It's Dave Quando. I thought it was he Ivan Drago. He went, he went and got that thing yesterday and set it down. I'm like, is that Rocky Three Ivan Drago? He usually, that, that he usually is sitting behind <laughs> one of the arcade machines. But yeah, people were. Uh, is he better were than with me this guy so right here? My, see, look now. Here he goes. He's gonna. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Look. Oh no! no. There it is. Look. Look. Here we <laughs> no, go. No, no, Buck. No. <laughs> here no. We go. Don't. Don't. It's just a figurine. Hey, don't hey. take it out on a figurine. By the way, Bucky. What does it? Uh, so, how does it qualify to be a biracial beauty? I've always wanted to ask you that because look at look at my name. Look at my name, okay. Rodney. Rodney, that's a white dude name. Yeah, Rodriguez. That's yeah, a Mexican. You got that. You got that Rodriguez there to throw it in there. I'm just a gringo. I could be a biracial. Well, beauty. I can't. I have to use. I have to use the right terminology. I have to use the word biracial. I can't. 
I used to say, call them mixers, but I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I get in trouble for that. <laughs> they used to call me half breed in elementary. Oh, no, I don't know. That's a half not a breed. Good, that's not a good one either. Mixer okay. was a great one. Then somebody said, Buck, that's probably not what you want to say. Uh, you calling them Milano's or something? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, Milano's. come on. All right, well, hey, boys, we have a great say, show. we're allowed to say all this, right? Yes, yeah, we're about to find out. Right. All right, boys. 